Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 4,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 110 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at Powerslam.tv. This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder, James Boyd came to give them life. The Blackest Wrestling Podcast has come to kick all ass and drop it six feet if they kicking trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in, this on the regular, dude. Ravish and flow, but this shit rule. See, James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit it, talk, bob your head side to side It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One Nation This is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio uh, This is Kenny Omega, we're listening to One Nation Radio Check it out guys, these guys know what's up Big Kenny Omega fans, that's all it counts to me Goodbye and good night, bang Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's edition of One Nation Radio I'm your host James Boyd, and with me I have Rich Lotta What's going on man? Not much, man. Just uh, ready to talk about some of this great stuff we saw in wrestling last week and look forward to some of the great stuff uh, this weekend. And normally we would have uh, had this out Sunday, but I had a couple things to uh, do last night. So here we are a day later, but also a day better, a day stronger, a day smarter. So what is this? What what, what was that at the end? Just just. You this know. ain't the show for positivity. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> hey, take that shit to all things elite. A day stronger, a day better. You know, uh, <laughs> a, a great man once said, one day at a time. Oh, Lord. Move on. Um, you can move on from there. Uh, to how was, how was your weekend, James? My, fresh, my weekend was pretty good. Um, my mother got remarried on Saturday. It was a fun time. Um... You were there in attendance as well with a few of the of uh, my friends as well. Um, yep, yep. So, I mean, from your perspective, how did, what do you think of it? How do you think it went? Oh, it was pretty good. Um, you know, lots of uh, you know emotions on display uh, from everyone around the room, and you know, it's always good to see uh, you know folks that you know either you haven't seen in a while or you know that you're close with celebrating such a um, you know such an important occasion uh, in one's life. So. You know, and you know, I thought it was uh, it was a very well done event. Well, thank you. Um, I appreciate that because you saw me out there scrambling around that bitch before the ceremony started. <laughs> so I was out here trying to get trying to get some of that stuff to pop off right. So I appreciate yeah. you know you, you recognize my hard work. Me, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Solo, you know, um, just, just. <laughs> so. We gonna talk about it because you know you was making jokes and whatnot. So we gonna talk about how like apparently like I'm one of the top promos in the game. Yeah, yeah, you know. So uh, so so James comes out here 
And, um, you know, he's watching everybody make these speeches, essentially, you know, people coming up, cutting, you know, varying degrees of like, oh, my God, this person didn't say this, Um, you know, and then James finally gets the mic. And then all of a sudden, I wasn't sure if it was James Boyd or if it was Ric Flair, you know, that was on the mic. So um, this man came out here and, you know, he had people crying. You know, he had, uh, you know, a very emotional moment, um, you know, and it it seemed like it resonated very well in the building. And you threw the word shit in there. So that was always uh, good to hear. So um, (laughs) AEW ready, apparently. Yeah, like that was like this is a perfect encapsulation of my. uh, my relationship with my my um my stepfather is that um I had multiple people from his side of the family, people that um uh, on my my family um coming to me after the speech and say that like you know they were moved to tears or people at their table were crying or whatever else have stuff I said and whatever um and then like after the after the wedding we're I'm packing up the venue and I'm leaving with my stepdad and just me and him in a vehicle and what he says to me is. You, you shouldn't have said you shouldn't have said shit in front of two ministers that are attending the uh, wedding and the elders <laughs> in the building. That's not like thanks for the words, whatever else. That's what he says. Like that's 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 what I'm up against. But uh, that, I think it's probably the most personal I've ever been about my life on here. Let's move on. <laughs> Let's move on. Uh, so, um, in, in, in another L for uh, you know Black History Month, uh, oh, you know Deontay Wilder uh, came out here and got whooped by Tyson Fury. Um, I was not surprised at the result. Um, this is kind of what I thought would happen. I, di- I didn't predict like a brutal like beat down like this, but uh, I thought Fury would win. Uh, I thought he won the last fight they had, and he, yeah. you know the o- the only you know reason it got to a draw were those couple knockdowns. Um, but yeah, Tyson Fury is like he came out there wearing a fucking crown and getting carried to the ring and it's never been more appropriate like he is the goddamn king right now i don't care what anyone says like this dude's like on another level being that big able to box that good being able to move that good and just like you know you you already saw he can take a ridiculous punch and get up like last fight so like I, I was like, you know, being a Tyson Fury fan, I was very uh, excited watching the fight. And um, I'm sure Wilder will, you know, be back. Uh, I'm sure they'll do a third fight, um, you know. But this was like, this was like he got took apart. And it really should have been a three-round match. Yeah, um, I thought that, um, I thought the first match that um, Tyson won it too as well, so. This is just more of the continuation. Actually, it's even more of a dominant beating. Like I really believe that um, the whatever round it was, second or third round, where he got his eardrum ruptured, like that mm-hmm. completely was the the deciding factor in the in the fight. Um, I believe that if he, that never happens, the fight continues. I think Tyson wins it going to decision, but it was a wrap. Uh, just he was just done after that. So. Um, they did the right thing by stopping the fight, the refs or the um, or his corner, whichever yeah. one. Like it was just gonna be more of a beating. So yeah, it's decided. Apparently, he wants a a third match, and I I don't see that as anything more than a cash grab at this point. Like this is my last chance to cash out big time. 
Like, yeah, he, he's probably got that fight, and I think he has a Joshua fight left, but it's completely going to be dictated on Joshua's terms at yeah. this point. Yeah, and another thing is, like, I don't think he has a, a Joshua big match potential if he goes to a third Fury fight, because the third Fury fight is going to beat him again. Right. If I was him, I'd be trying to get on the phone with the, with the black dude from the UK instead of the white dude from the UK right now. But, yeah. Yeah. So we'll we'll see, but um, yeah, it was a beat him down as uh, you know, Bomani Jones once said. Um, yeah, yeah, from start to finish, pretty much. Like I, I mean, I think the first two rounds were kind of close, and then by the end of the set, or actually, like most of the first uh, like five minutes of the fight, it was close, and then it wasn't. This <laughs> 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 is utter domination it's very much like watching the alabama football game just like like it's not like they're just beating the piss out of you and all of a sudden it's like 60 to to 18 it's like nah they they just beat you guys like nice and slow 41 to 13 just just just, we're just systematically just shutting you down (laughs) it is yeah so um let's see well uh we're getting a wwe pay-per-view this weekend or not this weekend. Oh this my week, god! Yeah, man, let's let's go. Look, let's just get it oh out of the way. Oh my god! Rip the bandaid, bro. Rip the bandaid. Blood Money Fall <sighs> Super Showdown 2020. Um, oh this Thursday, god. right? Thursday or? Well, I do get to debut my uh, thing that I. Yeah, it's a Thursday. Yeah, so yeah. They're, they're they're running. They're doing. They're running the risk of this foolishness again of a mechanical issue. We'll see how that goes this time. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully their plans are okay. Hopefully, hopefully they will find more than one plane that can function and get, that can take international flight out of Saudi Arabia this time. Um, yeah, so I mean, I mean the card is a card. You have Goldberg versus versus the Fiend for a Universal Title match. There's a chance that they could like make you know a potential <laughs> Universal Title match like actually something people most people actually want to watch in Goldberg versus Roman Reigns, or they could do the Fiend versus Roman Reigns in have that foolishness. So, I don't know, man. Like, okay, at this point, with our relationship with WWE and the main roster, are you rooting for them to put on the best card they can put on because, dumb motherfucker, that's what they should always do? Or are you now just rooting for, like, just just morbid chaos? Anarchy. Yeah. Um, are you, so are you, are you trying been, to be a chaos agent? So, since this is in Saudi Arabia, I'm just rooting for a disaster in, in, the, in Saudi Arabia. But... Um, you know, going forward off of that, like they still gotta figure out Roman Reigns, right? And as far as what, just wins the elimination chamber. I get that part, but I'm saying okay. like they're they're dealing with <laughs> like if they put him in there with the fiend, right? And you know how much people love the fiend, like even no matter how many times he has stank ass matches, yeah, correct, correct. Like they're just gonna. You know, there's going to be you know a big oh. type of back backlash, right? A new one now. Yes, I heard that. There, that's kind of like off the table. Um, no, 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 it, no, no. Like the new the new defense for the fiend in Bray Wyatt. No, I have not. The story isn't that he has bad matches or the, or whatever else, or he makes people look like place of piss. The story is that he changes people. So he changes them into bad wrestlers. He no, changes them into incapable performers. Rich, he changes rich, them rich, into <laughs> Rich. I'm, I'm on your side. I'm just I'm just going to lay out what they came what they have what they have 
I don't know. They have bent over what, so, so far backwards. They're coming out on the other side. Yeah, is, like is, this, is, is I'm, this I'm, I'm explaining to you what their mind has rationalized to cope with the fact that like they have they have tied their identity to this thing. So their their <laughs> logic thing. is that their their, <laughs> their logic is that he wrestles Finn Balor. Finn Balor leaves the leaves the territory. Right. He wrestles. Oh uh, I, I believe it's Miz. Right. Is it Miz? Yeah. He wrestles Miz. Yes. Miz turns to a bad guy. He wrestles Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan has a different hairstyle. That 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 was weak. Oh, stay with oh me. Stay with me. God. Uh, I think there's one more, but like it's also just Seth like, Rollins. Oh yeah, he wrestles Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins becomes a heel as well. Um, and then like so he. Do faces- you know? Would you like me to explain this stuff already, or is is there more? No, that's it. I already okay. know what your defense is. If you, I just, I just want to say okay. it to you can rant. So go ahead, take okay. off. So you know the reason that all these people have to like leave the territory or turn heel after they fight the fiend because he basically kills them at all, kills off their act entirely because it sucks so bad. Correct, and they're <laughs> fucking done as a babyface. Like, right. absolutely. <laughs> Like it's over. Like right. in, a, in a macro sense, you saw what happened to Johnny Gargano. He, he loses like that. In, in that type of program, you have to turn right. right. Your, your your days in this town as a, as a good guy uh, are done. Right. But in 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 the Fiend's case, there's a, there's nowhere to go for the Miz. There's right. Sure as fuck, nowhere to go for Seth Rollins and Finn Balor. Like, I, I mean, who got the better out of that one? Like, I mean, the, the Fiend got to be the world champion, but, I mean, Finn Balor got to feel like a bigger star, start having better matches, and work a less taxing schedule. And probably get the same. Who really won? Um, <laughs> and Daniel Bryan, okay, he cut his hair. So what? Right. Like, <laughs> like, oh, he's turning back into the motherfucker that they leave off of WrestleMania builds? Oh, okay, that maybe that's what he's turned back into. Well, no, 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 because he's going to get that match for Sheamus apparently, or, or that's the that's the rumor that he might be destined to wrestle Sheamus again at WrestleMania. Oh, why? So, the, why so, the fuck does Vince McMahon have this this sick obsession? Like he's more obsessed. He's more obsessed with having Daniel Bryan and Sheamus wrestle at WrestleMania again and again and again than he does with like when he had Roman like main event four WrestleManias. I don't get it. All right, but back to back to your the Fiend stuff. So like. The Fiend has been, you know, he goes in and say he beats Goldberg, right? Which that will infuriate people in itself. Um, Then he's in there with Roman Reigns and he loses the the belt. I swear the Fiend, like the the way these people act about him, it's like there's going to (laughs) be, you know how they, and I hate to get political here, right? But they... You know, you always hear the rumblings, right? You'll hear an odd comment. Yeah, if Trump loses, there's going to be trouble or whatever. Like, <laughs> like that's, what, that's the vibe I get from, like, these people with these fiend avatars. There's going to be trouble for Roman Reigns if, you know, uh, if he loses or whatever, right? Then let's flip that, right? Say the, the fiend gets the shit, you know, took off him in Saudi Arabia where no one gives a fuck. He fights Goldberg. You know that Saudi Arabian crowd is going to be behind Goldberg, right? Yes. Okay, just one. Okay, make sure we're on the same page. So, let's say Goldberg fights Roman Reigns. Everyone loves Goldberg, right? So Roman Reigns is in there 
again with another old guy yep. at WrestleMania. Yep. The match will be structured where you would think it would be exciting, like it's short, but they've blown this type of match before with someone either getting hurt or there's some type of like, you know, I, I would be willing say, to, to I, I'd be willing to gamble on it going well, right? right but they have just, blown yeah, it before. I would just say at this point, you got to idiot proof it. Make sure Goldberg does not like ram his head into anything. That's, just, that's all right. you got to do. And, and I yeah, think the, I the, the real thing is like, People will like Goldberg, especially if he's allowed to cut Roman Reigns down, if he's allowed to be real and be himself, because if he's allowed to be real and be himself, we have a track record of that working and people will like him. Mm -hmm. And it's just like they never, ever find the right opponent for Roman Reigns again. And this is further proof. Yeah. Even when one is years. Yeah, and, and when one is like sitting there, they refuse to deploy it. But whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So, uh, Goldberg versus the Fiend, huh? Um, I hope it's a zero star match to add to the legacy of like Saudi Arabia. <laughs> who who could possibly care? Like, <laughs> so, um, I think I'm pretty sure that main events. But the number two match is uh, the WWE title match between Brock Lesnar and Ricochet. Oh, so we can we can get right to it, huh? Okay. Yeah, so like I I'm I don't plan on or oh, I'm going to watch parts of this show based off of what I get good recommendations and if oh, I hear oh. like and if I hear this is so bad you have to watch it, then I will watch it. But like I don't plan on watching all of this show. I don't. So I'm looking at this card, right? Mm-hmm. If you take the New Day off this, right? The New Day are an institution in WWE, right? Right. I'm looking at Naomi. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at Ricochet. Okay. I'm looking at the Street Profits. No. All okay. these black wrestlers yeah. getting these title shots in Black History Month. Uh. <laughs> In situations so, so, where they ain't got no so, chance and fought to win. So do you want to throw Bianca into that? And team? I will throw Bianca there. Okay. I will throw Leo Rush there. Oh god. <laughs> the, okay. the gall of WWE to try to slide this by me like I don't would not notice. Brock Lesnar versus Ricochet. Is it gonna go more than five minutes? I don't suspect so, no. Yeah, like, I mean, I've already seen what they do with, um, you know, when Kofi Kingston wrestled Brock Lesnar. Uh, Ricochet will do, like, a, a triple uh, backflip fuckinator, as uh, Matthew from Bosch Media would say, <laughs> and, and and get caught on his shoulders in an F5 in, you know, under 15 seconds. And then people say, oh, it's realistic. Oh, kiss my ass. So, uh, as long as the tooth. Who cares? Rod Lizard versus Drew McIntyre is happening. Nothing's stopping it. Right. Um, what was I going to say to you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know what I was going to say. In any other promotion with any other booker besides Mr. Man, if I put Ricochet and Brock Lesnar in the ring together, we're expecting a classic, right? <laughs> you would think so. Okay. It, we can move it, on. Like if we put Brock Lesnar versus Ricochet in t- at, at at Portland Takeover, that shit is, that shit you can stamp in the four point five right there and move on with your day. This this why does this company like loathe great matches? All I don't I don't get it. Whatever, whatever. I mean, hey, but Ricochet is finally getting his shot. Oh, oh, 
Yeah, he's getting a shot, all right. Yeah. <laughs> he's getting a shot to do a job. Like, yes. what, dude, Rick, Ricochet's Andre in, uh, at WrestleMania, right? He got to be. Oh, he's he got definitely, to be. He's, uh, he's Andre. So, okay, all these NXT call-ups from, from you know, when Vince and the family came out at Life, and that's probably like the December 18, 2018. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I promise you it's not 18th because, like, uh, it's around that time, though. Like, yeah. when they came out there and they said, you're the authority and all that nonsense, whatever, right? So, they gave, they said they are going to give us um, Heavy Machinery, Lacey Evans, um, EC3, Lars Sullivan. Then we end up getting Ricochet, Alistair Black, and then as call-ups, we got... Uh, oh, I'm sorry, we got Street Profits, we got uh, Road. I'm sorry, I almost called them the the, uh, the War Raiders, the Viking Experience, whatever. Or I'm sorry, the Viking Raiders. Is there anybody else that's from this 2019 class that I'm missing out on? I don't think so. Like okay, so yeah, oh so. okay, you said Alex Black, right? Umberto. Oh, Umberto, okay. Um, Ali, Cedric, and Buddy Murphy. Sure, I think Buddy Murphy. Is, if all those names you say, isn't Buddy Murphy the only person that has a shot of not being in Andre? <sighs> or the Women's Memorial Battle Royal, or whatever the hell they call that? Yeah, I don't think any of those people are getting anything unless, no, you know, Buddy, they, Buddy, unless they do a dopey pre-show match with, like, Otis and Dolph Ziggler or something. Yeah, they could. They could do that. But, you know, like, they're going to do Buddy. Buddy's going to be, like, in a, in a Raw Tag title match with Seth. So, Seth, like, he's the only one. Maybe. Maybe. Whole, maybe, uh, maybe, but he's the only one that has a shot that has a real legitimate shot of not being stuck on a pre-show battle royal somewhere among, amongst the men's battle royal or the women's battle royal. A whole class. Um, and we talked about this going back the last two years. It's like these people, they keep just bringing them up and they keep fucking failing. And um, obviously this year's look better because they have Shayna immediately push to the top. Uh, Rhea pushed to the top. Good for them. But the people that they actually put on their TV and put them out there for months to build towards them getting there, they all failed. They said, well, nope, we're not even going to waste. We're not even going to fuck around with Shayna. We're going we're gonna to save Shayna until after until the road to WrestleMania. We're not going to, like, they, that's how bad their booking is. They're like, no, we're not even going to play with We're not even going to give us a chance to fuck her up. Rhea, we're not even going to give her, we're going to give her even less of a chance to fuck this up. Unless they keep making her talk. <laughs> what has she been doing promos? Like, NXT, I think they're having her do, like, more promos every she week. She didn't, she, she didn't say anything on paper, on uh, TakeOver, or on um, this week's episode, so, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, that that's the that's <clears> third match. Um, this, this is a general intrigue for me. I don't know, man. Like, I would say the third match for me would probably be... Well, let's get over it. This is the end. This is the last match. Roman Reigns versus Baron Corbin in a steel cage. Oh, my God. The nerve. The the nerve of these fuckers for booking a steel cage match immediately after Cody versus Wardlow. Okay, so this match has been announced before that match even took place. So I can't even... It has, yeah. 
I mean, everyone knew the, the cage match was coming from January 1st. Like, it's just bad timing for them is yeah, kind of what timing. I'm getting it's at. Bad timing. It's like, yeah, we just saw, like, a television classic. Like, in, you know, we well, know how these WWE cage matches get down. Like, let's, let's be real. Even if they, even if Cody versus Warlord didn't even happen, right? And that's a and that is a uh, that is a sports entertainment classic, which is funny because like, look at them doing what you do better than you do now these days. Um, but even if you, you just that never even happened, one no damn Roman Reigns versus Baron Corbin cage match in Saudi Arabia was going that shit wasn't gonna be good no way. Look, you know man, I, mean? I, I saw a Roman Reigns Brock Lesnar cage match in Saudi Arabia that right. sucked ass. Right, that's so. my point. This is this is definitely a threat for uh, one or negative stars. <laughs> okay, so and, well, and the Roman Reigns great match tour continues. Let's send them just 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 you know flying towards the universal title. You know, oh boy. Okay, so what is Corbin in the is Corbin eliminated chamber? Not sure, but I know what's causing. I know Rude's in there, right? I don't think they've announced that stuff yet. I think it was just an advertisement. Okay. okay. Oh yeah, they you know they throw that out there and then they you know switch it up. All right, we'll see. Um, AJ's coming back. Um, he's probably gonna win this this uh, gauntlet thing. Andrade's coming back off his PED suspension. He's probably uh, who knows what happens to him after that. Like for me, it's just um, Bailey and Naomi. I don't know what like. <laughs> this shit Naomi just get her shot, James. She's, this shit, it's time for her to get her shot. This shit about to be heartbreaking, bro. <laughs> like the only way they could, in my opinion, the only way they could really save this in in a way that can like make it quote unquote hot if you were trying to book to draw, but they don't really do that no more. Is like Naomi wins here. You do Naomi versus Sasha WrestleMania. Bailey screws Sasha. You're off to the races. Naomi, you come up with another challenger for Naomi on the offside, and then you have yourself two feuds to do. But of course, they don't do that because why do two feuds when you when you have this here belt to, to, to be the only thing that matters? Uh, wow. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what Pritchard has up his sleeve. Um, you gotta love the genius way this was built up by Naomi <laughs> doing a clean job to Carmella. Poor Carmella. How did Naomi and- even get in this match? And then defeating Carmella after that in a number one contenders match. Wait, I wait, 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 wait. So, so they ha- t- she had to do a whole 50-50 cycle in order to, you know. What you're telling me is that they put her into the four-way. She gets pinned in the four-way. She gets a match that she does not deserve because she lost and she got pinned in the four-way and then beat the number one contender for Carmella's title shot that she had earned and, ha- and didn't do anything to get the scorn of a official or anybody else they just decide like yeah you won this match fair and square so uh that you were supposed to get a contendership for but go out there and earn it again that makes no fucking sense so so forgive me if i fuck this up because Poor I, carmilla I, I wouldn't <laughs> i don't i don't even watch smackdown but carmilla may have already gotten her title match on one of these friday shows okay they okay, may have already okay. beaten her okay i and don't then, watch smackdown so i don't know okay that okay if that was the case then I, I would draw everything I said because like that would make sense. Like, all right, you you won, you got your title shot, you lost. It probably gave you another chance to get another title shot against Naomi, and then Naomi beat you. So then, like, you basically quote unquote just beat the number one contender. So that makes you and you know the number one contender. Uh, that's 
that's a lot better than what we what, what I was about to lose my mind on a second ago. That's a lot better. L- so let's we'll move see. forward before us not watching the show really gets us in trouble. Um, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Seth Rollins and Murphy against the Street Profits for the tag team championships. Um, I mean, on paper, you would think that would be a good match. I believe they're having but it's single- in Saudi Arabia. Correct. If it was, wasn't in Saudi Arabia, basically- I'd be all in. Like with Saudi Arabia is like a two and a half star handicap, like <laughs> at least. Like so, say if it's a five star match, like immediately you got to like cut that down to like two it and a half. So I say I probably say one whole. I probably say one whole star. Look, <laughs> um, this show looks bad, and then um, we got the New Day versus the Miz and John Morrison. Cool. Yeah, man. Um, cool. Unless they add anything else, that's it. Y'all have fun watching that. I will be at work when that happens, along with you know most of the world in the West right. uh, while this is going on. Right. Just Let us know if anything interesting happens. Right. Exactly. Um, I hope is you know I don't ever root. I hope they all get home safe. Like Prince not seeing that. I, I just hope everyone's safe. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's that's the first and foremost thing. Like, I'm not rooting against. I'm not. I'm never rooting against WWE or any promotion when it comes to putting on a good show. I hope they put out a great show. I hope they hear a bunch of reviews that is great, and then I'll go check it out. But I'm just going off of you know what they've done on those shows, and nah, um, chances are it's gonna be bad. So I'm not getting my hopes up, thinking like it's gonna be great and be disappointed. Like I, I'm trying to center myself in realism here. Um, yeah, so. We can move on to talk about AEW having back-to-back banger kick-ass uh, Dynamite shows. Sure. We, not, um, we talked about, we gushed about two weeks ago show. Let's talk about this week's show. Which one I do you like, like better? Show, I like this show even more. Really? <laughs> yes. Um, it was just like, it was up and down. It was like, well, everything's hidden. So I, um, I like the title matches. I like, you know, Marsley and Cobb. Uh, the women's match was good, and the cage match just felt like a, another big Cody moment. So, like, I guess we can go through it. So, uh, we had the uh, battle roll to start. Awesome battle roll. Um, everything kind of, like, led to something during the match. Um, <clears throat> Matt Jackson, you know, ran fucking wild uh, because, you know, Matt's kind of the pin eater of the Young Bucks and he actually had to accomplish something here. So th- I thought that was really cool to give him that. Uh, he just fucking laid Sammy Guevara out with a fucking he's finished style super kick. Um, yeah, it was just like all around. I thought it was very well booked and, uh, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, uh, good showings for people like the Butcher looked look awesome uh, in this match. Uh, also, uh, Santana and Ortiz look very smart uh, in this match. Yeah, you know, letting outside. everybody. Wasn't yep. Didn't um, the Beaver Boys also sit outside for a while too? Yeah, I think they did before they got in there and jumped on SCU's ass. So, um, you know, different kind of interplay. Like, you know, we had the Dark Order people coming out, and you know, the, the Easter egg of Raven sitting ringside, and uh, you know. Just a cool battle royal, I thought, and you know, it wasn't like one of those battle royals where you could kind of see everything coming. It was like, oh, okay, these two uh, single or these two tag teams guys, like between Matt Jackson and Trent, kind of had to pair up, or else they was going to get their ass kicked in. And you know, by the end, you know, Matt Jackson was in there with you know two monsters, but it was like 
it felt like it all kind of made sense. And it wasn't like Roman Reigns getting left in there with Kane the Big Show. It was like, oh, one of these guys somehow ends up on the apron. They just get drop kicked off or, you know, it it was creative how they did it rather mm-hmm. than like, you know, just focusing and trying to milk it. Like, oh, my God, what is Matt Jackson going to do against him? Matt Jackson said, fuck this. I'm getting there and I'm fighting. Like, and then, you know, the shit was just lit. Yeah, um, I wasn't bored to tears watching this, so I was like, thumbs up for Battle Royal. Um, yes, uh, Statlander versus uh, Shanna, I thought it was a good match. Um, I wasn't crazy. I, don't, I I leave it at that. It was a, it was a good match. Um, you know, did yeah, she wins the match, and uh, Stat wins the match, and then um, I think up next is Nyla, and she cuts a promo, right? Yeah, I just want to talk about Jim Ross. Um, okay. I'm tired of fucking Jim Ross burying and undercutting people on the show that either he doesn't care about or doesn't have like some type of connection or investment in them. If you don't want to do it, stop taking Tony Khan's money. What can you like, possibly be referring to, Rich? Like, you literally asked Excalibur to explain the alien thing to you, he starts doing it, and you cut him off and say, oh, we don't want to do it, never mind. Like, it's just, like, fucking glaring. Like, when you hear it, it's like, damn, this this woman is is, try, is out here. Presumably, she's going to be your number one contender, like, we find out a week later, right? Mm-hmm. You could be fucking, and you think Jim Ross doesn't know this? Like, he could be building her up. And I guess that's that's the way he builds her up is to talk about how physically imposing she is and everything like that. But, but her physical imposing, but he, but if that's what he's going for, he's failing because all he does is call her big. Yeah, I, I, you know, there's there's a couple of different ways you can take that, and I think with Jim Ross's track record, especially like with how he's called the women's uh, matches, it's not going to sound good if that's the only thing that he has to say because you can call a woman big and strong and physical right yeah but you (laughs) jim ross always sounds so uncomfortable when he's doing it it's like i think i think he's trying so hard not to say something that will be you know for the i don't even want to say that that he doesn't want to say something offensive so much that he's like in his own head essentially but my major problem was like when he was like cutting off her gimmick and just mm-hmm. dismissing it like it was stupid. You wouldn't do that to The Undertaker. You wouldn't do that to anyone else with a fucking goofy cartoon gimmick. Like, being an alien and a, a fucking western mortician that is a also doubles as a dead zombie that turns the lights on and off you know, when he raises his arms. Controls I'm sorry. there's not th- and fire as well. I'm sorry. There's not that much difference. Like, I... Like, yeah. <laughs> like, like I, I can't wrap my head around this. It's like, She's clearly your future ace, like of this division. Like, what are you doing, Jim Ross? Um, I don't. I don't really know, man. Uh, I I was having a conversation with um. It was it was in the some of the like the the Largo Looper guys that we that we hang out with about about this about uh just a lack of relationship. You can kind of tell that he does does. And he just does not have with like say some of the other men in the division or whatever else like like <clears throat> long story short like if you were to take a get a beer and take a swig every time like 
he said big or little during a Riho, Nyla Rose, or stat match, you would you would we would get drunk. So um I feel like he doesn't know where to go or what are connections in his mind to make with like in parallels to make with like stuff he's called in the past. Like and I was saying this I was saying this like if he if he wanted to talk about Omega, he can just pull out the he can just pull, go to the playbook of how did I get over Shawn Michaels as this you know you know genius performer. If I if he wanted to get over when he wants to get over Hangman, he just dives to the cowboy stuff and like talks like he's talking about Austin uh, twenty five years ago or twenty years ago. If he wants to talk about you know like uh, Hager being an ass kicker and legit and this big tough dude, he just pulls off the, he just dusts off the Doctor Death Steve Williams stuff. Um, if he wants to talk about the greatest white meat baby face or whatever else in Cody, he can just dust off the stuff he said about his dad, uh, in the eighties. Right. So he can make those connections and he, and he's like, obviously he sat down and talked with like even the young generation, like, you know, like Sammy or, or Jan- even Janela. Right. But it feels to me while watching this stuff, like obviously there's a language barrier with like Sheeta or with, um, Riho. Um, and maybe even there's some of that with Shanna. Shanna hasn't gotten that prominent of a push, but she's on TV in a semi-regular basis. But Nyla, it don't, I don't, I don't think he's made the connection in a way that like he should have me like, all right, well, that's Vader. He hasn't pulled, he hasn't pulled off the Vader playbook for her in a way that like she probably, probably should. <laughs> right. Um, so I yeah. think he needs to sit down with them or, or, Time needs to be made available for them to come together. Like, and the one thing for me is like the the first time it'll it'll pop for him where he'll make a connection. It's gonna end up being Brit because Brit is doing obnoxious heel, holier than thou. I'm better than you, and he's had a million of those. Like that's gonna be the first one to pop for him, and then eventually some of these will pop. But it's like, bruh, it's we're on episode twenty. Get to it now, motherfucker. So that's my frustration with it. And also, it doesn't help that, like, the women get 20 minutes of a two-hour show every week. It don't matter what it is. It don't matter how long the match go. Like, you were getting 20 minutes, and we were going no further. It could help if they threw in some mixed tag matches to help out, flush out, like, like, who are these people? What are their goals? Who are they friends with? What do they care about? They haven't really done that. It's just, a like, you were talking about this off air before we started this. Like, this is just a put the match out. Next week, put a match out. Next week, put a match out. And like 20 minutes and one match per week to get over a division of, was it, 8 to 12 people? That 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 ain't going to do. Right. And um, I guess when we get to the Revolution preview, I'll go further into my thoughts. Um, That being said, it's still, with the Nightmare Collective the fuck out of here, it's still a million times better than it was like a month ago. But... My worry when we were talking about the year, the end of the year show with uh with Amy and Floyd was, all right, let's see it. It's better now, but like we still have to flesh out a whole division, and we need to figure we need a secondary feud. I think we really need one of those badly. On TV, so, not on dark on TV. Seems like that real estate is uh tied up. <laughs> so the uh i guess a uh up next we had that john moxley and jeff cobb uh i like this more than their g1 match uh, mm. 
And uh, I thought it was a clever way to kind of protect Cobb while you're still negotiating with him and also have Cobb really not give a fuck about winning. Like he was there to whoop that dude's ass and they brought Taz in for, you know, the suplex master Jeff Cobb, which was uh, a nice, you know, just just small things like you can always make something better. And that's an example of it. Um, right there like we see when you know this company clearly has the ability to do this which we'll get to you know when i'm talking about cody but um <laughs> so yeah I, I, and then of course you know you get the uh you know the finish uh Moxley, you know rolls him up off a suplex and then the inner circle hits the ring whoops that ass and then all of a sudden jesus was back i mean darby allen showed up and you know people lost their fucking minds um the, the lights went out. Everyone took a drink, and all of a sudden, you heard that doom, 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 and then the like, you know, Atlanta ain't been that loud since since Dominique, bitch. Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, I was just looking back, going through my um my G one notes. Remember, I watched like the first maybe two thirds of the G one um in its entirety. Yeah, what do you end up giving Mox uh, this match? Uh, I didn't really rate it. I would probably say it was like three point seven five. I would probably give it. Okay, yeah, I gave the I gave the G one match between them uh, three and a quarter. Like the thing for me is like I was I was working on like two or three hours of sleep over like the forty eight hours before Dynamite happened. So like I recognize that like the cage match was great or it was really damn good, and I can recognize that, like, the tag match was damn good, but, like, as far as how good, I I put it on, I rec- put it on my rec list and then have it as a rewatch, I'll get to it, but, like, I'm looking at cage match, I'm like, really? <laughs> Y'all like that shit that much? Alright, let me go ahead and get me some sleep and watch this shit uh, when I get some downtime. But, um, yeah, I, uh, I thought it was a good match as well. Um, I think it continues more to the thing of uh, Moxley just as, like, Thank God he got out of there. I mean, not even for the, <laughs> just just like it's one th- you know it's one thing when you're like when you're a person that's done so much of your work like at a place where people have seen a bunch of it. Like it's one thing to be AJ Styles and you can look at the TNA, you can look at the Ring of Honor, you can look at the New Japan, and then you come to WWE and you have that you know the first uh, first year and a half or whatever, or the first two years, however you want to call it, and then be like okay. Whatever you want to say about whatever. He has a long list of stuff we can tell you to go look, bad If you think this dude is washed or he's wrestling those laurels or he's injured or broke up or whatever else or he's stealing money, whatever you want to describe that, right? But <laughs> when you're someone like Moxley that was a, like, you know, CZW, Backyarder, um, did the whole, you know, sign with WWE development before it was cool. <laughs> <laughs> right and then like left and got to the main roster before like nxt took off or the, i don't even know if there was nxt at the time uh, no it was nxt it was so, so um actually it wasn't nxt that was like host housing uh hulu only talent yeah it yeah, was like hulu was. and then they moved to full sale in like 2012 right 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 okay 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 so like and then you see uh, you know, tag guy has, you know, has, is a good wrestler. You don't know, how, but you don't know how good he is. Cause he's in, he's doing this stuff here. And obviously like you have to do what you're asked. Right. Mm-hmm. 
to see him out here and like consistently have good match. Remember when? Remember when people were saying like, or and it was fair compared to what we look at look at him now, compared to what he was doing. He was flat out lazy, flat out disinterested, mm-hmm. flat out threw in the towel, and then you see the dude motivated. And you're just like, how many other people that are we like, you know, just killing that are just like the same thing? They're fucking miserable or whatever else, and they just want to get out of it, and or they're kind of getting out of it, or they don't want to, and they got bills to pay, or they want none of their money because wrestling ain't forever, and you gotta pay, you gotta get your money on the front end, right? To, to take care of the back end, no matter what happens on the road of life. Like yeah. you see all that stuff. And this is an example of like this dude had this inside of him all along. Who knew? And it makes you think like, bro, can you imagine how fucking awesome? And that's obviously it's nothing. Like it's one thing to you know get out of here, and it's also nothing to go to New Japan. Can you imagine how fucking awesome Roman Reigns would be in a G One? Can you fucking imagine? I, I watched some of this like with Mox. I'm just like, can you imagine if that dude got the chance? Like, obviously, that dude has a number of great matches, right? But we'll never know how good he actually really is. We'll never know. Mm-hmm. Just like a bunch mm-hmm. of other guys. And I, yeah. I, just, I just think about that, for example, when I see him go out there and just kill it or have really good matches consistently or think of man's match before when, like, if he had that match in WWE, it would not be no think of man's match. It would be, oh, any old match and boring and he probably wouldn't hit hard. He probably wouldn't get hit hard. Just do the wacky shit off the clothes, off the, off the turn, oh, sorry, off the uh, rope with the, with the clothesline and do goofy shit and pop up. After getting laid out and feel, try to be a you know a makeshift uh, Mick Foley type thing. It, I'm just, I'm glad he's out of there. Yeah. What did you think about the uh, Darby Allen return? Um, I think it's cool how to position him to where like he's cool with all like the top baby faces. Or, mm-hmm. like he has a relationship with Cody. He has, he ha- seems to have this relationship with um with Moxley that's brewing, and it's probably out of respect for the match they had uh, earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. Um. So like I think that's cool how they're positioning him. Like it's cool to see that, you know, eventually they're gonna make the save for him. He's making save for those guys. It makes him look cool and looks like, you know, somebody that can stand on his own, that he can help out you know, a loner like that guy. Um I wanna see them do tags. I, I really like Darby tags. Like I like Cody's favorite match this year for me is that Darby tag. Mm. So oh, I'm sorry. The Darby the, ma- the Darby singles match, but my second one is that Darby tag. So mm-hmm. Yeah, I I really enjoy Darby. Um, and I'm, I'm think like you know, we'll see where he comes along with his promo game. Like I'm really looking forward to the match he's going to have with Guevara. Um, someone must win. I don't want to do not go to do not fuck with me with no 20 minute time limit uh, draw. Just have a winner. <laughs> like those guys can beat each other back and forth or whatever else on TV for the rest of you know or whatever else. So there's a decisive winner, but. Um, this is what I want. Like I want, I want a mid card feud like that. Um, Pockin Hangman. Like I want this to be another one of those. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Hangman, uh, Hangman and Kenny Omega defeated the Lucha Bros in like one of the best matches in Dynamite history. This shit was explosive. It was electric. It was like I bought a near fall from Pentagon. Like. And when you have uh, matches that feel like they're already kind of set up, like the Bucks and Hangman and Kenny, the goal for this match is for a a quick second to make you think, oh, shit, hold on. Did they just fucking lose? Like, and um, when Hangman got laid out and I think uh, they hit the uh, package pile driver on Kenny, I was like, oh, my God, did he lose? Like, and then, like, he kicks out or whatever. It's like, oh, okay. Like, this was fucking excellent. Uh, I... Dave went 4.75. I think I went four and a half on it. And I was like, 
I, I wouldn't argue with him. Like this was just like incredible, and it gives like they got uh, two title defenses under their belt before they go into the match uh, with the Young Bucks. And I think, you know, they've got some solid momentum, like as far as like, you know, they didn't just win these and then just hand them off if they lose them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you come out better for wrestling, you know, Pentagon and Phoenix and, you know, you can flip the switch on them whenever you want. Yeah, I don't disagree with anything you said. Um, I have to go back and rewatch it. Like, I thought the end of the match I was into. Um, I don't know about the beginning or even the the first half of it, but I really enjoyed the end. Like, I just... Watching Phoenix Russell just makes me happy. He's <laughs> just fucking awesome, man. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I, I'm really interested to see the whatever... I really want to see a really great match between the Young Bucks and Hangman and... and Kenny and like whatever they do with the aftermath is the aftermath but like just give me a clean finish (laughs) whatever it is just give me a clean finish give me you know 15 to whatever minutes and have the shit be clean or whatever else obviously it's the young bucks so of course they're going to like pretend to be healed for like five minutes of the match or whatever else but whatever like just go out there and have a clean winner and then decide what y'all gonna do after the fact yeah, um, that was awesome. And then we got like uh, that main event, or we got the the toy, uh, you know, segment there. Everyone was uh, getting their toys unveiled to him, looking very happy and wholesome and human. Um, Jericho saw his five hundredth uh, doll, <laughs> and uh, Cody, I'm sure, probably saw his like you know one hundred fiftieth. Brandy was in tears. Uh, Kenny's looked cool. Do you think it's her first one? Yeah. Why? Why wouldn't it be? Did she ever wrestle in, um... No, she didn't. Never mind. You're right. It probably is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Then, then, like, I know the Bucks have had, like, custom ones kind of made, but they haven't had anything official like that. So, that was a cool moment uh, for those guys. (laughs) Of course, they started revealing, like, the other waves of it, I believe. Did they show Dustin? Um, They did not show Dustin because he was in that second wave. Okay, because Dustin would be the same thing as Jericho and Cody. Like, great. I've, I've, I've done I've had like 5,000 of these <laughs> so I, I believe they got a Mox Leader there's a MJF there's a Pentagon there's a Phoenix there's also a Dustin um, not sure who else okay. yeah but um, then there's a ring also like um, there's like an alternate Chris Jericho with the pain maker outfit on and then there's one Chris Jericho that has the belt and there are mm. um they're one of them. I, I think they're like one of one thousand, and then one of five thousand. Cody's comes with the hammer or so, whatever. So like, like when you play imaginary like fake wrestling, like like are the matches better with the pain maker one? Is that is that like a given <laughs> or no? Or... No oh, idea. Oh, another one. They didn't show Moxie, did they? Uh, he was on that second wave, but they okay. didn't show him. No. Okay, because like Matsu don't give a fuck either. I've had a million of these too. He's <laughs> <laughs> like another check. Look, you know? <laughs> the best part is like Matsu probably making more money off of like his merch from the Shield shit these days still than even what he's doing outside of out of with AEW. Probably we'll we'll see we'll, we'll see how that goes over like next let's say next five to ten years. Like what more what's like what he made more money off of, like AW Moxley, or like off of like the royalties for the Shield DVDs and all the shit they gonna pull out over the years. 
We'll see. Yeah. They um there's an exclusive Kenny Omega one um that comes with a ring and that's the gear that he had on at Wrestle Kingdom thirteen and Fight for the Fallen. Um I saw that one. I was like, I don't feel like buying no ring, but like I want that one. <laughs> what color <laughs> like, is that? What color is that gear? It's like uh it's like black and like uh like yellow or like lime green. It's like Oh, okay. Okay, I know you talking about. All right. Um, and then that leads us to our main event. Uh, we had the steel cage match with Cody defeating Wardlow. Uh, it was a awesome spectacle. Uh, Cody, of course, we knew he was going to moonsault off that shit and it just came off bigger and better than <laughs> I could have imagined. What was Josh talking about? <laughs> Why I, did he I, think he wouldn't moonsault look, man, off of that shit? I, I had as much confidence in Cody moonsaulting off the cage as I had in Io Shirai moonsaulting off the cage Right at War Games. Right, I was like, I remember, you you don't book the cage match if Cody's not gonna flip off that bitch. Right, like I don't know if like he forgot that that's Cody's thing in in like cage matches. Uh, maybe he forgot, but it's like, but for me, it's like when he did that shit in off a cage in, in WWE main roster. Of course, he's gonna do this shit in AEW. Um, and then another thing was like, I remember Josh was saying something was like, it's way too high, and I think I think he got I think he got like. This one, this cage was bigger than the regular steel right. cage. But I think he got psyched or, or like he basically was a, a optical illusion that tricked him into thinking it was way taller than he thought it was. So that's why he was saying it. But in me, I'm, I didn't get tricked. I'm just like, nah, man, it's only like a couple of feet higher. Yeah. Jump off that shit. Like, and I was like, man, Io Shirai jumped off shit with no hesitation. He better <laughs> jump off that shit. Yeah, he walk up there. He didn't even think about it. And right. if he would have thought about it, it may not have gone as well. So, <laughs> but of course, you know, Cody had the gig. Of course, in, in this match, bleed. They got blood on TNT, and TNT is like, "We riding with you." So we we gonna go ahead and clear this. What, once know. he did that, like my mind just checked out on like trying to like watch the matches. Why does he bleed so much? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, what is what is going on a fucking t- on TV? Really? Uh, after they t- after they told us they weren't doing that on TV because they were had under some you know. And my perspective from that point wasn't like you're an idiot. My thing was like, look, bro, whatever y'all did, I hope y'all cleared it up with Turner because you don't want to make you don't want to make your partners mad about this. So. Whatever. Hope they hope that they you know that was they were alerted beforehand what they were planning sure on doing or if they got the okay <laughs> to, and you know the blessing to do so. So after that, like it didn't. You know, I think the, they, you know how I think they hit it. They um, I think what happened is they were like, yeah, you can do the blade during the commercial and then you can come back and have that shit, you know. And we're gonna let you do it in the picture in picture, so it's real hard <laughs> to like really zoom in oh, and yeah. see you. But what? But what? But what is that? What? So what about the international fans that get the whole shit then? Oh, they get it because that ain't on TNT. <laughs> that ain't okay. that ain't on TNT. <laughs> I guess. So, what did you think about that cage? Like, because it wasn't like exactly it wasn't fitted. flush against the against the apron. I was like, what is this janky shit? That's like I I think he kind of added to it. Like it was like it felt more dangerous. Like, hey, you better not fall out there because shit could go bad for you. Um. So. I think somebody made an illusion that, like that's how somebody else, some old territories cage is like like oh okay that makes sense they they love yeah. doing some old territory shit. Uh, yeah. I think someone made a, I don't think it was Memphis. Somebody somebody made some reference and I was like oh that's what it is. Uh, but um, yeah like you know you have the the part where MJF and Arn are at the door and they're saying slam like, it on him like you did his daddy. Yeah, and then um you know he he ends up. Crashing, the sh- bouncing the shit off of uh, the cage door off of MJF skull. Um, 
you have the spot where MJF realizes that Warlow's in trouble, so he goes to climb into the into the cage, up the cage, and then Brandy's there and <laughs> whoops his ass with a chair, literally. Yeah. Um, so he, yeah, he, he caught the fist back like he was going to um, strike Brandy, right? And, and then Arn yeah, Anderson, man, I heard like and... Moose. Remember when yeah. Moose did that? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then um, Arn Anderson threw him into the crowd to never be seen again. Yeah. Damn near. <laughs> Um, May as well have been a pool. Yeah, and um, I, I thought this was an awesome match. Uh, I, w- I was totally into it, and Warlow looked good. Like for like you know a guy having his first match yeah. on national television. Yeah, uh, he didn't look like a stiff. I, I kind of got young Batista vibes from him. He's and, not that big, but yeah, I, I give you yeah, that. like he's got that intensity, and uh, he did. I he, I knew he did flips. Something told me he did flips. Uh, he did a nice <laughs> senton off the top. Uh, you know, Jeff Hardy style. And um, it was like, hmm, like, okay. All right, Mr. Warlow. I, I see what you're doing. We'll, we'll, we'll put you, we'll, we'll put you, we'll put the hood back over you until you're ready to really, you know, come out there and do your thing. And I don't think he, you know, got hurt by doing this. And, um, you know, when Cody was standing on, on the uh, top of the cage after my jaw was a game, right? It was just like, I can't believe this dude keeps figuring this out how to do this. Like, week after week, like after the whipping and then this and like these promos that he's cutting, it's like this man's the ace. Like <laughs> like this man people love this man. Like well, he's and hot baby I, and, right. And I'm seeing like all this stuff they're doing with him, right? And he's just overcoming all this shit to build him up so big. And MJF's gonna win. MJF, if he does not win, he he's is done. A complete, he's finished. Right. I he's know that. Finished. And I think MJF's going to win. And I it's like. I, I wouldn't. I Look, this is how I see it. If you ask me who I would book to win, I'd book Cody to win. Um, I would book Cody to win, and then I'd have him. I have basically them lay out Cody. Um, but. Whatever they're going to come up with some screwy thing and MJF's going to win. Yeah. Um. The like I don't know. Like this build has been like really good so far, right? And there's like one week left of it. Like I'm sure they'll probably have like some either a, like a face to face promo battle or MJF's going to try to get him to strike him or something this week. Maybe right, he steals right, the dog. Maybe this is the week somebody gets Farrell, Right? Where are they at this this Wednesday? Kansas City. Okay. So I don't think the dog made the trip this time, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, it's like the gift and the curse of it. It's like we got that personal feud with Sean Spears. You beat Spears, Spears done, essentially, right? But he also, but another thing is like he doesn't, Spears, even though they position him that way, if you look at it on paper, he was absolutely like what Cody called him. He's a good hand, bottom of the car person, person you put in the ring to get experience with type of person. He's not MJF as far as that guy can go out there and be one and, and is, you know, almost from day one is one of the best promos in the business um, upon just coming onto um, TV. And then, like, you have him in here with his personal thing with the top babyface in the company. Like, there is so much more room uh, to to go to go at a higher place with MJF than you have with, with Spears. But I get what you're yeah. saying. Yeah. So, like, I think that, you know, 
if you're doing a job, like they've given you everything, like uh, in this fucking build, like you've made like like Cody made a lot of people believers, I think, uh, in this build here, and it's yeah. kind of dramatically different from the you know this is like a blood rivalry. This is way different than the Jericho feud. This yeah, is like it is. You know, so and, and the Moxley thing is a lot different than uh, the Cody thing was for Jericho. Yeah. yeah. So it's like there's a, there's a couple playbooks being written right now, and I'll be interested to see like you know what happens. Like who wins this thing? Is this just a one pay per view thing? Is it going to keep going? Do they have to like you know start do do they have to do a fuck finish to like extend this? Which I hope they don't. I hope they do like a rather, you know, a definitive winner rather than like, right. we're going to do our first disqualification ever in the history of the right. promotion or something like that. Like, I hope they don't <clears throat> go that route. But um, I, I would say this. I fucking hate it. But seeing that they have, they do not overuse, they, they don't abuse DQs. They could, that, that could be their, I don't, I would like for them not to try to find a get out of jail free card or escape, but Look, this should have been a lights out match. Huh? This this should have been a lights out match. Uh, you, I guess. Uh, I think for me, I think you almost at this point you kind of have to give it to MJF. Uh, now thinking about it, um, because like, if you ask me, I don't think they really did that much with MJF to like. I should absolutely hate this dude. Aside from like, oh, I. I feel like all of the fact that you, all the things that you hate about him is entirely tied to the fact that like you love Cody. It's not because you hate him, and like once you get him away from Cody, then what? Like mm-hmm. then you have to do some real work as opposed to like you should have did some real work on his behalf all on the road to this too. Um, but I mean, whatever. Like I'm good with either outcome. Cody wins, great. He shouldn't be losing to MJF. Uh, MJF um, wins. Okay, well. He starts going up. You're building another guy. He's going up the ladder. Um, I wonder how far he needs to go up the ladder, considering like there's Pac in front of him, and there's also Jericho, and he ain't gonna never get a match with Jericho. So, yeah. So, it like, and I guess we can transition into the um, Revolution preview with with that MJF and Cody match um, that we just talked about. I mean, makes a lot of it pretty much. Yeah, like what are the matches you want to talk about? <laughs> yeah, like like makes it, it makes these um like the Moxley and Jericho like you know the finish you know kind of interesting here, mm-hmm. and then you think about it like okay, <laughs> so is Jericho going to is it time for to cut Jericho off now? I'd say no. I say I tend to agree. Um, just looking at like who the heels are, who the faces are, Moxley wins. They've already done him and Pac on TV twice. I don't know if you're main eventing or you're doing that for the title match. And you damn uh, sure can't do Mox versus Mox. People won't buy Mox versus, versus MJF, MJF this, this soon. Not a chance. He needs, he needs like at least six months. Yeah. Um, three months, really. But I would say whatever, six months. Whatever happens with Hangman and uh, Kenny seems to probably, you they're know, they're going to have to each other. fall out. Yeah. Right. That. So that, that starts limiting your options. And the more and more I'm thinking about it, it's like, well, Jericho should retain here, like, and yeah. um, I don't think. Another thing is, he looked from this perspective, right? Like, he's tied up a lot internationally as far as like he's a champion in other promotions. It's I don't know. It gets kind of dicey there. Another thing, I mean, I think they're in. I think they don't have really great options on either side. Okay, like Jericho, Jericho wins. 
who's his at double or nothing too, who's his opponent? Right. Right. Like, like unless it, they're debuting someone or there's like um a quick resolution of, of Hangman and and uh Kenny, whatever happens with that, and right. that almost feels like it needs its own, you know, right. pay per view slot. Yeah. For like, that. I mean I mean the simple solution could be, all right. Pac wins the uh, the Iron Man match, and he's your contender. You do a heel versus heel feud, and you just babyface Jericho, or you basically you shine him, or you treat him as a babyface in the feud because people are going to gravitate more to Jericho anyway. You could do that, but I don't think well, they do that. I would I need to see. I would that. need to see that see them do that first before I think they actually do that. I think the babyface inner circle. The, the the baby face five on one uh, advantage. I mean, gotta, I mean, all you gotta do is turn the wacky I Jericho. Think. I mean, he's like Flair at this point, where it's like, he's, whatever, man. Like people, look, they singing his, they chanting his song. Anyone when he comes out, while spiking the dudes, taking his eyesight, they don't care. Yeah, I I don't think they're gonna do that. I don't um, think so either. Look, score. Let's think about this, right? Go through the history of like top heels in wrestling. Uh-huh. Like the ones that drew, and think about like people's complaints about like, you know, uh, Baron Corbin's doing what he's supposed to do. He's getting heat. You're not supposed <laughs> to like him. He's a, he's a really bad heel. Name me like all these drawing heels that were that were just like, like the turn the fucking un- TV that were, off. Quote, unquote, that were quote unquote uncool heels that weren't monsters that drew. <sighs> Um, I'm sure there are some. There ain't that many. That is my point. It's like Kurt yeah. Angle, like <laughs> the wrestling machine. Uh, yeah, like I, I think you know he wasn't cool. He wasn't cool, but, but he uh, was a wrestling machine. He was, he, he was awesome. Yeah, like thank you. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, you gotta have the element of I want to see this person to some extent. Like yes, I would like to see them and like to see them get, lose, but I want to see this person. You don't want to see Corbin ever. Um, Most people like Floyd would be like, I, I love Corbin. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> Floyd. Um, damn, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe you. Uh, nope, they're heels too. I was gonna say maybe you split off like one of the Lucha Brothers, you know, and have Pentagon Junior and Jericho, but he's well, a heel too. I thought about that, and I thought about like, remember, um, All Out. I'm saying All In. Like, where did Jericho get that cost that Pentagon costume from? He stole right. from Pentagon. Pentagon he stole owes that yes. man one. Yeah, he stole from that man. Um, yeah, like just just wait till like uh, whoever the exalted one is. It's oh my god, that's that's probably gonna be the answer. It's be Jericho versus the exalted one, whoever the fuck that is, isn't it? Nah, because they're heels too. We all we're, we're, look. We we we've <laughs> lots of heels running around. Lots of lots of heels. I, uh, I think yeah. the, the other thing you might you know can throw out there is like you go back to Jungle Boy. And you know you they still start letting jo- match, right? Yep. I think that's gonna be TV though. They'll build that up for TV over like a month, unless they have Jungle Boy go on some type of like crazy winning streak. But I don't see it. It may be too early for him. That, yeah, with that, that. that like that would have to be like laid out all the way to like, um, all out or all out too. Yeah. So whatever they're gonna do, do it's like. I think it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be news to us all because like I'm not seeing it right now. Um, right now I'm feeling like I'm thinking like it's gonna be Kenny again, and then like 
Maybe they hang. Maybe they wait that long for Hangman to screw him. Mm. And then you get at uh, unless they want to do Darby. He already like, fought Darby. Remember? Well, this this time, like you, you know, you get no interference, you know, because you know Hager, you know, fucked him up or whatever before. But yeah, but like he, like I think it's really weird for you to go from feuding with like the Pin Eater in in Inner Circle to the top like, dog in the Inner Circle. Now you're in the main event. I, I I find it hard for someone to just. We'll see. We'll see what they yeah. do. I I mean, their TV's just been so damn good. Is like. You know, Robin Peter. We'll figure it out. If it is Robin Peter to pay Paul, like Paul's really this shit's really cool right now. I worry about that on the back end. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, let's, let's see, see what else we got on you this said, show. You we said, got. Uh, you said the women's match was Nyla versus uh, Nyla Stat- versus uh, Statlander. Yes. Yeah. So um, they announced this a couple like minutes before <laughs> we actually started recording this, uh, just randomly on Twitter, and it gave me flashbacks to when. Uh, you know, Emmy Sakura versus Riho was was announced just on Twitter, you know, randomly. Um, this one, at least these people have crossed paths before. So, progress. What, but, is, um, what is the women's match on Dynamite on Wednesday? I'm not sure. Like, maybe they do the same thing again where, like, they do, they do swole versus they do, they yeah. do swole versus stat and stat wins in after it's already been announced that she's already won the fucking thing. Maybe yeah. maybe they make the same mistake twice. Maybe or they do a tag match with like Big Swole and uh, Statlin are teaming up against like Nyla Rose and somebody, and then <laughs> she pins Nyla Rose in the match or whatever, and it's like, well, great. That's another version um, of the same problem. Exactly. It's just like yo. Um, I wrote it. I wrote this on Twitter. It was like, you know, this is not good. You did not try. Um, <laughs> like, like I was like, I like the match. Obviously, with with uh, Statlander and Nyla Rose, uh, you know, ladies' horse division here. And um, but you know, both of them are athletic, can move, can you know, have you know, unique power move sets, and you know, they're both like athletic. But it's just a head scratcher. Like, why even have Big Swole walk out there last week? And this is what, you know, it makes folks think you don't give a fuck. When, right. you know, you you can easily just pick this stuff apart. Um, looking at the, you know, the women's title situation from full gear to here. Yeah, Riho missing, you know, in Japan, you know, essentially until the new year. She defends the title in a four-way. She beats Statlander in a interference-riddled match. Then she loses the belt the next time to Nyla Rose. She disappears. Um, Nyla Rose getting a couple squashes here and there on Dynamite, mostly getting her wins on Dark till she finally ascends and beats Riho. Statlander, she becomes a star outside of that picture throughout like the December time. Mm-hmm. She has the booking deal where she can't do the title match on the first, and then she disappears for weeks. Then comes back on, uh, I believe it. She may have come back on Dark, and then you know she was here uh, last week, you know, getting a win over Shanna, and then she's like, you know, been vaulted up the ratings. But Rio is still, you know, ranked higher than her if you want to look at the rating system. Mm-hmm. But Rio's not like getting an immediate rematch. Yuka Sakazaki appeared randomly, you know, one week to beat up Britt Baker to get or to beat Britt Baker to get beat up by her to get the angle going. Yeah, they, they so it's like. Her. So it's like, 
and then of course we had the awesome title match a couple weeks ago. Yep. Never going to complain about the title match on TV. It was awesome. One of the best matches that they've done, right? But it's just a match, right? Right. And it immediately made me think, well, what are they doing with Nyla Rose in three weeks? Turned out to be nothing. Turned out to just be like a, a, a New Japan style person walks out on the next person, you know, and then a third person, you know, walked in, but we're not supposed to remember that. This is just, you know, these two about to fight now. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you want to say it's like New Japan, someone walks out on somebody, fine, but there you could have done more you could have tried uh more you could have devoted um some creative uh, some creative energy from you know some of the whoop the lashes that cody took into figuring out what you were going to do with the belt by the time the pay-per-view came you could either move that title match back to give nyla more room to breathe uh headed you know to the the title match with statlander at the same time building her up yep in whatever you know ways you have to because you you do have dark. You can put that stuff there, and you do have the option of showing it and be like, yo, she's putting people away because we've seen them do this. Mm-hmm. Like, we saw them show a big swole win uh, from dark on Dynamite. We have saw them uh, also show, I forgot who it was. It may we have been saw, We saw them do the lights out match between, um, Hank, no, I'm sorry, uh, Kenny and Janela. They can put up, they can show whatever highlights of whatever the fuck they want. They own the rights to it. All you yep. got to do is buy the time. All you got to do is find the, the 60 to 30 seconds to do the shit. So what I'm like gathering here is like, yo, know, I'm sure the match is going to be awesome. I'm actually really excited for the match. But like there are just things that are frustrating. And right. it's like you're looking at it and it's like you could have got here so much better. It's like we mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like it's there like was the only, a it's like the only thing beautiful that's yeah, there was a beautiful drive to be had, right? But instead, you just fell asleep the whole ride there, and then all of a sudden you woke up and you're here now. Yeah, like, like we talked about it, like long, long form storytelling. Like you look at AEW, the top of AEW, and they have that. Like they have it at the top of their of their, um, of their title, their tag title picture. Can they can have- I add that one to to Rich won't criticize AEW? Can can, can I add that one to to that? Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> so people say that. I mean, you know. <laughs> okay, so uh, I mean, all you gotta do is go to like you know us talk about like Nightmare Collective on uh F. Do we talk about Nightmare Radio on uh FOH? I don't Nightmare think it Nightmare was around. I don't think it was around long enough to. Okay, well, we really we, oh, you go through in there show us about Nightmare Collective is there. It's, yeah, it's, it's we, there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so. You look at the top of the um, or the title picture in the tag division, you see the long form storytelling of, you know what what's going on with the elite. You look at um, Cody and MJF and S there um, over, you know from the beginning of AEW. Um, I don't, and especially over the last you know since November, um, you look at. Jericho and Moxley, and they're digging back to bringing up stuff from Jericho's, you know, WWE history of or Night Shelf. They're going to his WCW history, talking about Rey Mysterio pulling off, uh, or still in the mask, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and also the relationship of, you know, Jericho is a, is a mentor figure to Moxley. Uh, and then you look at the women's division in, like, 
that story of Nala from losing the women's title match in November, I'm sorry, October, to coming all the way back. Like you told not us, not taking a fall, right? Like you told, like you told us, you told us a story, but it's a story that like is only like. It was, it was explained as well as I just said it to you just now talking as opposed to like we saw a bunch of it and we saw like her get more progressively more and more of an ass kicker I mean the only thing we really have is like the table stuff um, the table stuff her putting Riho through the tables right and her multiple times and winning my point is you compare that run from Losing in October to her winning the title, you compare that to just the last three weeks, the last like month of Britt Baker. You tell me what feels like more of a de- character development and growth. See what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, they need to flesh this stuff. Like I see that you had something in mind, but like for us to see it as a TV viewer, that's not like a slate, uh, not not a person that like has you know turn notifications on to whenever fucking the fuck dark starts nah man like there's like probably you know 500,000 or more people that don't fucking watch dark so you need to incorporate this stuff so so we kind of feel like along for the journey and it feels more earned and I see all the stuff all the new stuff you've done um, to optimize the show and I see what you do at the top of each division there's one division that's lacking in this and you're halfway there. I just need you to get the other half together, and we have, and we have, we're per- it's almost, it's a near perfect show, um, on a from a week to ba- week basis, which is like that's um, just a thou- astounding to think of Imagine in itself. That. But, <laughs> but like, you're this close. You're this close. It's like um, just fucking so, yeah. do it. Like, right. like All you got to do is is just just fucking commit to it. Like, yeah. And I don't like know. You're there. Like, like they have the talent. Like, I will put the AEW women's division up against Raws, up against SmackDowns. I wouldn't oh, put yeah. it up against NXT, quite frankly, because I think NXT's like oh, they have way too really, much re- really talented. Like, they've got like you know people like Io Shirai hanging out in there, like as like the fourth person right I, now. I would say hanging out. She's injured right now, but she's, oh, she's, she's injured. She's yeah. clearly, well, she's clearly a. Uh, She's really number two, she, but she's, she's the next champion, right? Three. She's so. the next champion, right? It, okay. Given 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 Triple H's like just obsession with having hills run the territory, I would I would assume <laughs> that she's the, she's the next. She'll be the next champion, yeah. Right, but so like I I think they have the talent. I've I've gone to bat for the AW Women's Division, the talent of the Women's Division before, and it's like just figure it out. Like mm-hmm. y'all are, I, I see the steps, but like. This pay per view build, like there's like, like lacking. bro, yeah, it's lacking, like <laughs> um, for better, you know, or lack of a better word. Um, one thing it wasn't lacking though, um, Hangman and Kenny against the Young Bucks for the uh, World Tag Team Titles. This is the match I'm looking most forward to because I think it's going to be the best match on the show. Yeah, and it's like, you know, anytime the Elite fight each other is usually a pretty like you know tense situation here, and um. I think these two, they're going to try to reprise, uh, you know, the Golden Lovers and Young Bucks as much <laughs> as they can. Um, the dynamic's a little different, but um, I I think everyone here is going to want to have a great match here. And, you know, if this is the time for the Bucks to finally win the belts, they can beat someone in the elite so they don't have to necessarily, like, cut anyone else off, I think. 
you know, I've thought about how that's going into this here, but yeah, and um, they're being two, te- they're being two singles guys if they do. Yeah. So, and then you know, I'm I'm always here for a big Kenny Omega match. So, <laughs> I, I will say like if they don't win here, the Young Bucks they need to like be away from the title picture for a while because like it's starting, it's going to become some real boy who cry wolf shit. Like how many times are going or is Excalibur going to say, "I believe my heart of hearts are the best tag team in the world," and then they go out there and fucking lose? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's only so many times you could keep doing it before it's like, okay, now, like obviously a lot of people followed you from your whole career to watch this show, but not that damn many people, and y'all are not Kenny Omega, so relax. I was gonna say, do you think like the uh, like the Bucks profile is like you know dipping at all? Um, I think is getting close to that thing, and they keep with this. They keep going to this, with putting them in, you know, places to for them to put other people over, uh, put them mm. in a position, like, like put them up in a high big. They lose. They keep losing big matches. Like, what's the? Is the first Young Bucks in Lucha Bros match like the only? Oh, I say they bet they also won the t- the pay per view match with uh, um, against Santana Ortiz, right? No, they lost. Didn't they get? Didn't they beat them? No, it beat okay. him on TV though. Street uh, fight that was great. Okay, so like almost all the big matches they've been in, they've lost. That's the best way to put it. So it's like eventually you got to start, you know, as a babyface, you have to win big matches, otherwise people will just give up on you, and then they have to like, you know, <laughs> turn you heel. Uh, for like a few months to like make sense of it because they realize they're beating the piss out of you and then like try to set you up. It, whatever. I was going to make an illusion to Johnny Gargano, but like, yes, you have to, eventually you have to win. You just have to. So, uh, one thing I'm thinking about if the Bucks take the Bells, I would assume the revival are lurking, uh, ready to come in, um, you know, in the next coming months. So, they're that far away. They're only that far away. Yeah, I think one of them's up in March, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. I don't know about the other, but I would assume by the time Double or Nothing, they would be in. At the latest, they would already be there for All Out. So at some point, that match is happening. So I don't know if the Bucks need to be the champions for that to go down and the Revival need to start running through whatever phases they need to run through to get to the Bucks. But I think it's a good time for the Bucks to, like, win, start putting together, you know, a reign against all these people that they have fresh matches with still, like, or one-to-ones, like P&P or Lucha Brothers or um, who else? Like, I mean, they can beat SCU again. They can, you know, fight the strong heart. <laughs> Whatever SCU you got to do. Whatever you got to do, you can have them fuck, uh, fight the Butcher hey, and the Blade, have them, hey, have them have, the Dark Order's ass. Like, have we seen a, um, a Young Bucks versus Hybrid 2 match yet? I don't think so. I want to see one of those. I don't. I don't think it was on dark either. I want so, to see one of those. Um. Yeah, that'd be awesome. And then you know, private party. They gonna like we they like private party owns a win over their ass. So if, like, if I they've got them, they got fresh matches with everybody. If I were them, I'd hold like I would not have them wrestle Young Bucks in private party. I would not let them have another uh, tag match together until the Young Bucks are champions, and then you can put that on a pay per view. Mm-hmm. I'd save that. I would mm-hmm. I would really save that like because that's one of the one it's one of the first memories of the of dynamite in like if you know long you talk about long form storytelling whatever else like if, if, any, if anybody remembers anything that's one of the things they'll remember is like oh yeah remember that yeah 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 and he's like we haven't went over you 
you know, we've gone on a win streak, we won our title shots, and then you go from there, and then, like, you know, whatever happens, whatever happens, but, like, I would save that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, l- looking forward to that match. Hager and Dustin Rhodes, uh, Hager's debut in a promotion, they've built this up, people are here for it. What do you think has to happen? Like, what what is the best-case scenario for these guys? Like, to, like, we can go to worst-case scenario, too, but... <laughs> Because I know you want to. <laughs> um, best but, ca- I mean, worst case scenario is they have like a, they have a, a fucking horse fight, right? Like they just fucking like damn near have a street fight, right? I would say I would say best case scenario is like a shop battle. It's a five day minute like it's a five day minute match where like uh, Hager like mauls him. Mm. Like if you like if you position him as a heavy for Jericho, he needs to go over somebody. And uh, yeah, I think he should win. Yeah, um, man, I think he should go over in like a a semi dominant fashion. Like I would probably liken it to like, do you remember when Sa- when Samoa Joe came in and he had the pay per view match against uh, Sami Zayn? Yeah, I would liken it to that. It was like he's not going to just destroy him, but he's going to clearly be the better. It's nine minutes, like <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah. So I think the worst case scenario is these two. Crawl, bring this shit to a, a snail's pace, <laughs> to a fucking crawl, and, and try to like do some type of story. Like I don't think people <laughs> are looking for that here. I think these people, like he tried to break, he broke your fucking arm, right? So I think up. I think this needs to be a fight, nothing right. but punches, and psh, they do nothing but punches and get to a good finish for me, like. I think that's all you can ask for. I probably give it like at least that's three and a half right there. Like, <laughs> like just fucking get to it, do it. Like, and you know, I think Dustin's a always. You know, there 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 hasn't been a point. You know, in the last like, I mean, you you probably say, uh, you know, there are a couple points when you know his weight fluctuated, but throughout the large portion of his history, Dustin Rose has been a good wrestler. Right. So, <laughs> so. Hager, hopefully his MMA gimmick, they find a way to like translate that into wrestling. Because think about it like this, it, right? What if he's a fucking superstar with this gimmick rather than you know, yeah, we'll having see. to wrestle like how he did before? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not ready to write him off. Um, like I just saw, we just talked about Moxie. Like I'm, I think obviously Moxie's a better talent than than Hager, but like different roles, and we'll see how he fits it to whatever yeah. to this role as a heavy. Um, yeah, but back to Dustin, like, I don't think, I think you're tripping if, I think if you've watched Dustin since 2014 to now, and you come to any conclusion other than he's not a good wrestler or has been a good wrestler over the last six years, I think you need your fucking brain checked. <laughs> so it's like, I, like, anytime they ever gave him opportunity to do something, he was always good or very good. Hey, that sounds like a good wrestler to me. I don't know about y'all. Remember in 2017 when he started cutting them back to Gold Dust promos, like the traditional Gold Dust promos, and that man yeah. became a star again, and then they didn't fucking use him. Yeah, it happens, man. It happens. Yep. Um, and then I guess the only other match we really talk about here is uh, Darby Allen and Sammy G. Oh yeah. Um, go out there and, and, and have a high work rate match. That's your mission, boys. Go go ahead and get it. Make yourselves goddamn stars. Whatever they do, I'm sure it will be a lot, a lot, a lot better than Leo Rush and Jordan Devlin uh, from Wednesday's eight or NXT. Oh, Jesus fucking. Oh, is that a tra- that's a good transition. Did you watch the whole show? I watched the whole show. I watched it uh, before we did the show. Yeah, before we started what? the show. 
I'm sure maybe they'll add another match for Revolution. There's only six matches. They've had like seven or eight matches on their shows. So I'd assume, uh, you know, like Best Friends maybe gets into something. Um, maybe you're looking at uh, Dark Order getting a match. Maybe you're looking at... How how much longer before we just call them like... Uh, Lucha Bros or PMP? How much longer before we basically like call them like Orange Cassidy and the gang? Because like... <laughs> OC and the gang? Ev- everything, everything is like built towards... Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy is David Ruffin in his group while doing absolutely fucking nothing. Nothing. <laughs> like, look, I don't know if Trent Beretta, like, I, I don't know how Trent feels about it, but like, if I were Trent, I'd be jealous as fuck and resentful as fuck. Like, are you out of your, bro, I'm out here, I'm out here like doing bumps on the, on the floor all, in every single match. And you mean to tell me that y'all going crazy for this motherfucker that's like half a thumb up? Eh, yeah. Eh. Yeah. Um, hey, there's a lot of people that match for heat one of these days, aren't they? Yes. For this exact reason. Yes. Um, Jurassic Express could end up on the card somehow. Um, yeah. You know, do do a six. Oh well, no, everyone's booked in Inner Circle. So aside from PMP. <laughs> mm, yeah, do, do do that as a tag team match. Do PMP I mean, versus like you know what's Cobb Jurassic- doing that weekend. I mean, he could come in. <laughs> um, yeah, so transition to NXT. Um, see, like, like you know, I didn't see the show, but I heard the reviews were not great, and Jan did watch the show. Yo, man, like, I haven't heard any reviews about it because you know how I am. Like, I keep up with the week-to-week stuff between what culture for the most part, or I try to keep up with the stuff on what culture that comes through for podcasts and what they think about it. Because um, I think that... It's one thing to to be in your own, I get for lack of a better word, bubble, um, and they're a lot more positive than you know, like let's say Observer or um, I don't listen to JD like that, but like if you listen to JD, like they're a thousand times more pop uh, or more um, positive. So like I listen to them for get a positive outlook on the on the main roster TV or whatever else or whatever or Dynamite or NXT. Um, other observer to try to hear like whatever news is behind you know comes up whatever else look at these observer stuff whatever what have you y'all, y'all know this y'all have listened to the show before so um but for me i didn't hear like but when wednesday comes along i cut that shit off because i don't know when i'm gonna get the nxt i'm gonna watch i watch dynamite at eight o'clock and i don't know when i'm gonna get nxt i try to aim for thursdays sometimes it ends up being fridays or whatever else because of this this week end up being today so Ever what anybody said, but what I will say is this to me felt like the most unmussy episode of NXT since the breakout tournament back in June. Jesus Christ! And that was and that was that time when like you know it felt like oh my god like they're basically putting people on TV just to fill time because everybody's hurt or everybody got pulled that they weren't expecting to get pulled. Like mm-hmm. Street Profits are coming out of here. War Raiders got pulled out of here. Uh, Gargano's hurt, hurt and beat up, and we can't put him on TV right now. Uh, Champa's gone. Uh, you know they we lost Ricochet. We lost Alistair Black. Like it was just there was there was no match I had to give three stars to. Jesus it's team. They didn't have a match I give three stars to. Uh, yeah. yeah, man. So the first match is fresh off that 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 um you know takeover they had so like right. and up against like 
what's kind of being universally lauded as like the best AEW show. Yes. Yeah, man. So Bad it wasn't that. And it wasn't that the. How do I say this? I wouldn't give anything three personally because a lot of the stuff that like I think people would give three stars to. I felt like it went too long. It was one of those matches where it's like, oh yeah, it's a three. It's a three star fifteen minute match. <laughs> yeah, it's just like yeah, y'all wrestled that long, so here's you know the three. Right, like? <laughs> right. You know, like, I don't do that. So, um, like, the best way to explain it is they co- or undisputed comes out, the music starts played, it gets towards the guitar part. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly he goes to do the air guitar, but then he, like, realizes that, like, oh, we're not champions anymore, and he's, like, he makes a bummed-out face. That was funny. Depression. Um, then they come out, and, you know, it's like, look, man, we're still the best. I defeated that fool um, on Wednesday. I'm the greatest NXT champion of all time. Of all time. Um, and, you know, trans- and he transitioned over to Roddy. Roddy got the mic and said, I'm gonna beat the brakes off Velveteen for, you know, you don't, you know, mess with a man's family, that sort of stuff. Um, and commentary is putting extra, put on extra heart to like, you don't mess with a man's family. And I'm just like, are they trying to get us to forget that like they, they tried to murder Velveteen back in September? Are we supposed to just forget that or, or whatever? I don't know. So a long um, time ago, a lot of people don't remember. Right. But Velveteen's the baby face. So why are you doing the storyline where he's the he's acting as the heel right now? Unless you say that like, well, this is really playing mind game. What one? They don't allude to like the fact that he's really playing mind games. And two, they're not saying like, oh well, they, they did try to fucking throw him off of the off of something to the floor. Um, but anyway, so they cut from there. They come back out with the um. They go to the the universal not universal the cruiserweight title match between Devlin and Leo Rush. Which mm-hmm. in any other promotion, or or if they ran this match back nine other times, they would all at any other promotion or all of the times they've done this match, it would be a better match than what we saw here. Um, like it, it, this is like the worst match I can imagine them actually having. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's just a three star, fifteen minute match. The first half is just um, Devlin is just systematically cutting him off at the pass everywhere he goes. He's in control the whole time. I wouldn't say he's and he's working at the pace of like a regular main roster match. Was like that's cool, but like, no, y'all are mother, y'all are motherfucking welterweights. Wrestle, you, use your speed, and athleticism, and quickness. Like, what are we doing here? Why, like, what? Why is a match <laughs> between like why is a match between Garza and Leo Rush faster paced than a, a match between Leo Rush and um Devlin? This makes no sense. I just saw Devlin have a damn classic with uh with Tyler Bate. What's going on here? So that, that that I'm sitting there on my hands, I'm sitting like, okay, okay, okay. So then eventually they get into it. They and um after um your boy uh, Leo Rush breaks free uh, a few times. They do some doing some flips out on the floor. Um, they get into the ring and then um it was a cool spot where um Rush. I'm trying to think, what did Rush do? Rush had the match won. It was it, it, they fell for the the kick out at the end. Crowd bought it. He goes to the top. He immediately rush goes to the top. Goes to frog splash, misses the frog splash. Devlin hits him with the uh, the Gallagher uh, he, or head headbutt right, um, and then he 
they both end up on the floor. He ends up grab. He has on wrist control and then does the uh, the suplex and gets the win. Um, then, like the next match is like Raul Mendoza in in Zima uh, Zima Ion versus Grizzly Young Vets. What, what's his What's his uh, his NXT name? Do you remember? Uh, Joaquin, Joaquin or Joaquin Phoenix or no Joaquin Wild? Sorry. <laughs> All right, <laughs> yeah, and, bro. This is the worst thing you ever seen this man wear, and you know you've seen a bunch of Zion uh, or Zima Ion fuckery, right? Like usually it's his hair. Okay, do you remember he's bald now or not bald? But he has a low cut now. Uh, okay, so you know um improvement. Do you ever play? Did you ever play the the fighting video game Killer Instinct? Yes. What was the name of the of the uh, the bad guy in the first uh, Killer Instinct? I have no idea. I'm I'm trying to find the name right now. Like Killer Instinct, like I only played it in the arcade, and <laughs> it, it wasn't like it was Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter, but it was still or Tekken, but it, it was still really good. But I just don't have a great memory of the names. I remember the the skeleton guy that you could fight with, right? Uh, right, right. Who was kind of like the main character, I think. There but. was also a buddy named Glacius that was basically Iceman. Mm. May as well have been Bobby Drake from the fucking Fantastic or not from X Men. Um, why is it taking me so long to figure to find this? I was trying to fill there, but um, right. keep feeling, bro. Keep feeling. <laughs> so you know, with Killer Instinct, I used to you know uh, go to the arcade, and what I would do is I would get my two dollars and go to the uh, coin machine. I would get eight quarters. So what I would do is play. I was actually kind of good, you know, running through Killer Instinct on the, uh, you know, I, I was trying to win, so I didn't have to spend more money to uh, keep going. But, um, you know, when I ran out on my $2, that was it. So, uh, James, you, you find this shit yet, or do bro, I have to keep the wiki, the wiki, Bro, the wiki ain't shit, bro. I clicked on the wiki, and that shit said plot. And I'm like, bro, where is the characters tab? What's, so now I'm on the wiki. So okay. now I'm not so if on you the guys, wiki. If you guys ever want to read about something interesting, I went back one time and read like the actual storyline for Mortal Kombat. It's really fucking weird and like it starts, you know, there's like flashbacks and like everything like, you know, I played Mortal Kombat a lot when I was younger, but I didn't play it, you know, as it started progressing more, but um there's a really cool YouTube series I believe about that too where they do video-wise and they show everyone's endings and they all kind of like you know, they, they overlap kind of, and you know, there's a lot of, a lot of stuff for, you know, folks that like video games and all that. All but. right. All right. All right. All right. I, I've been had it. I'm the one you finish your sentence, but I don't want to cut you on and be like, oh, fuck out of here with your story now. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, man, like he looked like the, he looked like the homie full gore, like the, the, the big metal machine, bad guy at the end of, of killer instinct one. Like that's what he looks like. Like he comes out with his headpiece on his head, and you're like, "What the fuck is what the hell?" Yeah, like it like cross between full gore and some shit from like a late, probably what Missy so addictive era Missy Elliott and video Missy. Like it's like mm-hmm. only person that can think of shit like this. Hype Williams. That's basically what I'm getting. Hold at. on, this man's height is he's six five five sixty. What full gore? Remember, he's a cyborg. It's metal. Literally, I mean, yeah. Man. <laughs> so, but anyway, like they come out there and they have just a match, and then at the end, like uh, Gibson gets on the mic and he cuts just a promo, and there's nothing compared to like the promos he was cutting during the uh, the, the Dusty Tag Tournament. And I just thought to myself, like, 
huh, this is the person that had to, like, fight tooth, like, this is the act that had to fight tooth and nail with, uh, like, for the final spots between, between, and my, I'm arguing for Rey Mysterio and Randy Orton, and Chad is like, no, let, we are not putting Randy Orton on this card, I'm like, alright, and then you look at this time of the year, and it's like, and I remember saying at the time, will either one of them ever be as good as, uh, like, any, like, hot thing we could do with Randy Orton, and he said no at the time, but I just don't want him on there, and you look what Randy Orton's doing on TV, and it's like, and, and you see that, and they, with, with Grizzly Young Vest, they went out there and got their ass kicked in the ratings, so, okay, uh, anyway, so, Grizzly Young Vest, Mm. Like they're being positioned, they're being positioned as like the next hill, or at least I think the next top hill uh, tag team on domestic roster now. Um, and now they're baby facing the Forgotten Sons. They they getting set up to get knocked down, but I mean I'm not trying to cheer for no Forgotten Sons, so it just doesn't resonate. They're they're there to get beat. I, I, I don't yeah. care. Yeah, I mean whatever. It doesn't uh, resonate with. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm about it. Oh, by the way, uh, your boy Wesley Blake cut his hair. I guess that's a way to make the distinguish between um, not Wesley Blake, but uh, really? uh, not, not not Wesley Blake Cutler. Cutler Steve Cutler cut his hair, so I the guess rock- they finally di- differentiate themselves between the two. Even though, like, I know Wesley Blake because he's a fucking NXT legend. Yeah. Um, so, like, out of all the guys that cut their hair, like Gunner didn't cut his hair. I thought the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Gunner ain't gotta cut his hair because Gunner's the one that's big with the, the muscles body. and the physique. You know. So they, they, you know who that is when he comes through, right? Boy, uh, that, man, Steve, Steve Color, man, that, that man like they got one foot out the door, bro. They didn't cut your hair off now, like, all right. Yeah, so um, I'm trying to think what else did they have. They they had no Johnny Gargano promo. This is what they did. They had Austin. They they were going out. They bring out Austin Theory. Austin Theory comes out, comes down to the ring, and you're expecting a match. Then all of a sudden, and this before they went to commercial break, they showed Ciampa walking like the campus of Full Cell, like he's walking towards the Full Cell uh, arena. So they come back, uh-huh. and then Austin Theory comes out, and then all of a sudden, Ciampa comes out. And he comes to the ring, he, he, or he goes to the ringside, goes to the ring announcer, grabs the mic, goes into the ring, and starts to cut a promo. Before he starts the promo, Austin Theory walks up like, bruh, fuck is you doing i got me a match what's going on bro like this ain't part of schedule like you ain't bigger than this show you are not bigger than nxt so he didn't say all that but that's the look he was giving and the vibes he was giving off and then chompa like big leading is like son this ain't the time what i mean son why chompa damn near 40 why you don't want to do this this ain't the time so hold on man wasn't there like 22 right right so like we call the man son and that man walking around with that huge gray beard right. like it's like yes man like this developmental brain <laughs> he got this old nigga running around sonning these young niggas like this this show is not it, this show has changed <laughs> right 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 so um so then from there he cuts the promo and he uh he ends up saying like I haven't been paying attention to things and like uh in my basically my killer instinct is wearing off cuz otherwise it wouldn't happen um and I've been so uh basically like single-mindedly focused on getting back my life that I haven't focused on the other things that could possibly you know come into play um so I didn't see the variable that is like Johnny fucking fucking me over so he's like 
I should have noticed the small things like why was there even a DIY reunion match for War or not War Games, but uh, Worlds Collide, and then um, all of a sudden he gets cut off by or he's about to get cut off by Austin Theory who's had enough of him talking. He just wants it, you know, to get on with his match. He beats the he lays out fucking Austin Theory like a geek, and then he continues with his promo for a couple more minutes and says like he ends it by basically saying like NXT isn't big enough for the both of us anymore. And then he goes to leave, and he said, "I'm going to go find uh, Johnny." Uh, so he gets out the ring and he starts walking. Thank towards, God, he goes Those walking towards. He goes walking towards the ramp, and then all of a sudden, like for some reason, because you know, like like he said, he he's been he, he's focused now. He realizes that uh, this nigga Austin Theory has gotten back up. Is about to j- jump him from behind as as revenge. Turns around, boosts that nigga, and it starts throwing him between both barricades from side to side by the ramp over and over and over a million times. And then he just gives him a big knee and leaves him for dead. And I was like, "Yo, that sounds this, like a burial." Austin, Th- look, if he was still doing this, Austin Theory would be the LeBron James you bum of the week. <laughs> <laughs> We need to bring that back. Oh, we need to bring that back. Yo, it was bad, bro. It was bad. So, um, hey, hey, before we move on, if y'all want to see the LeBron James You <laughs> Bum of the Week brought back, tweet us and let us know. Oh, man. So, at some point, there's also a, uh, there's also a promo with Dakota and uh, Raquel. I almost called her Reina. Um, and Ooh, I heard this was trash. Sorry, <laughs> I heard this was trash. It, I don't know if it was trash as much as it I was like, like a complete, robot. As much as it was completely useless, right? It was basically like, she, like, why is she doing the talking? Why don't Dakota like talk? Like, they she's both a monster. Talk. She's, she's supposed to stand in the back. Like, they both talk. Look mean. They both talk. Like, yeah. and this, what happened was like Raquel basically said like, um. I've been in the background in the PC and I can relate to Dakota being overlooked by what happened leading through um, her comeback all the way to her being left out of the babyface side of war games and why she turned. And then people got, because she's a heel, she said people got upset because she finally stuck up for herself and her sticking up for herself is, you know, like trying to maim a woman, but whatever. So she said like, she, she she basically she may as well say that she was a she was a hound for justice. That's basically what she may as well have said. Like, um, so I heard she talked like this during the promo. Um, I don't recall, but I don't remember it being good at all. Gotcha. Like, I would say it was just, a, it was just there. Uh, I mean, so, so then Dakota said that like, yeah, um, we've bonded over this, and we'll see. Basically, like, we're gonna start running things, kind of. And then all of a sudden, Regal comes up and says, oh, I heard you say you are going to be running things. Well, check this out, player. She, obviously, he doesn't talk like like Teddy Long, but, like, you know, if I if I, I'm, I, I like to think of, I think it's a, a funny idea of seeing of me talking over <laughs> Regal while he is Teddy Long. I think that's funny. Yeah. But he's like, check this out, though. Uh, in two weeks, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a cage match where uh, Raquel can't get involved versus you and Tegan, and then like Dakota had a face like, "Damn, bro, I'm about to get my ass whooped." <laughs> that's the face make. So that's what they set up for two weeks from now. Um, Look at them, you know, setting all stuff in the future. Okay, and then we find out like at the end of the show. Um, let's, there's one other match. I can't remember. 
I, I don't remember. It wasn't good. It wasn't great or anything. Velveteen Dream. No, that's like, the main event. There's one match between. Oh, this is what happened. This is what happened. Keith Lee comes out. Oh, my God. Keith Lee comes out. Dijak cuts him off before you can say a word. Dijak says, I would have won had my back held out after the Spanish fly, but it didn't, so I lost. I, I won another match. Keith, <laughs> Keith Lee, yeah, he's turning to Christian with one more match. Keith Lee says, look, man. Every time we get in the ring together, the crowd keeps chanting same, the same thing. The crowd chants fight forever. So I'm I'm cool with that. You just got to get Regal to say okay. So whatever. Um, so uh, they I, I just think had that, each other. They were just hugging each other at the end of the match. Right. We are the world celebration. I love you. I have so much respect for you. And then again, I like, think, okay. <laughs> I don't think they're actually going to get a match. I think what's going to happen is he does get his match, and this is what he's using as a vehicle to turn back heel. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Yeah, they're not actually going to have another match, no. Um, so, what was I going to say? What was I going to say? What was I going to say? Yeah, so, there's also a... Um, well, if he turns on him, then he has to fight him again. I don't... They they can come up with ways to not do another match. Like, he can screw somebody else over. Whatever. Um... What was I going to say? What was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So they do Chelsea Green versus uh, Caden Carter. I was called her Caden Cross. Uh, yeah. uh, so, Who's that? <laughs> right. Uh, so what was I going to say? Um, yeah, so they're having a match. The whole idea is that they built up Chelsea for a few weeks. She comes out. Caden gets her first win on TV against um, Chelsea Green, and they say it's going to be a relaunch or whatever else. So they have the match. It's a it's a match. It's not any good. It's fine. It's there. And then all of a sudden, uh, Chelsea gets advantage and it steps on Caden's hair. So then Bianca, like literally, steps on the hair. Crowd boos because they step on the hair. All of a sudden, Bianca comes from the not from the ramp, from the side entrance up up through the ramp on the other side. And all of a sudden, you're like, oh, she's gonna jump. She's gonna jump her. You don't know you dare touch another black woman's hair. Nope. She just grabs the mic and says, look. Don't put your hands on me, Charlotte, because you put your hands on me. We're going to fight. I'm going to whoop that ass. And then she leaves. They No DQ, no nothing. In the middle of this match, it was almost like, remember when they used to put out whack shit and then we sent Kane out there to go destroy people? Yes. It was like that, except it wasn't destroy people. It was just like, we know we put out this boring match y'all don't care about, but we're going to give y'all something interesting y'all actually care about, and then we're going to be out. It's like, so then Bianca leaves. They presume, they presume wrestling again. Uh, let's, they get caught up. let's pause right there. Bianca versus Charlotte got announced. Yep. For this week. Right. <laughs> Good luck getting out of that one. Yeah. So <laughs> then from there, we'll get to it at the end of this. We can, remind me to come back to this at the end of this a wrap up of the NXT. But they they presume wrestling after Bianca gets out of there. They end up outside the ring, get back in quickly, or by the apron or whatever else. Charlotte, I'm not Charlotte. Um, they're on, yeah, they're outside. They get back in. They end up taking, I'm oh, sorry. Chelsea takes the ref, and then all of a sudden, the Robert Stone dude trips uh, Kane on the way back into the ring, and then from there, uh, Chelsea hits a move and then pins her. And I'm just like, oh. Sounds regular. Right. Real main rosterish. Real main rosterish. So um that was the only women's that was the only women's match on the card. 
by the way. So then after this, we get alerted and announced that we're getting Tommaso Ciampa versus Austin Theory next week. So that's kind of like how the same thing they did with Garza and Ciampa, right? Just a random right. ass. Did we ever find out who Austin Theory was supposed to wrestle? Probably nope. Not. Nope. 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 Um. <laughs> Another thing about this, right? You know what this match, this whole match is going to be. The whole match is going to be Austin Theory working him over, having the advantage of most of the match, having Ciampa work from underneath to try to prove that like him whooping him was a fluke or whatever, giving some credibility, and the crowd's going to sit in his hands because they don't know who the fuck this fucking guy is, and then Ciampa, and then the crowd's not getting into it until Ciampa starts coming back and getting offense. So and then, that match is already dead in the water. He's going to be looking around, waiting for Johnny Gargano to come in and do a run <laughs> or something. Yeah, that too, probably. Uh, or he probably lays him out after he wins the match. So yeah. there's also that. That's um, right. Yeah, hit his finish. He stands up immediately. He gets super kicked. Yep. Stands it's- over him. And Gargano leaves before you find out what he has to say. You'll find out next week. Next week. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, so. Then you get in the main event. I don't even watch the show, and I can book this shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> then you then you get in the main event. I mean, you because WWE because NXT is nothing but like WW NXT is number WWE at like if it was common sense, right? It's like, it's, it's yellow raw. Like if it was just common sense and like scaled down and not too wacky. So like you get in the groove of knowing like what their next move is in a way, and like I'm cool with that because like most of their next moves make sense. Like, mm-hmm. they rarely ever do anything that I think is, like, just god-awful dumb, except for, like, you know, beating Johnny Gargano over and over, you know, takeover, whatever. Um, but, yeah, so you end up with the main event of, uh, Ch- Ch- not Ciampa, but uh, Velveteen Dream versus Roddy Strong. The crowd doesn't know who to cheer for because of, you confuse them. Real you confuse, quiet. Because you confuse them with the storyline. Like, all right, yeah, like, they took Velveteen out. Like Velveteen yeah. trying to fuck this dude's wife. We like then you have Velveteen doing hillish stuff in a way that made me think like halfway through the match. All right, maybe they are trying to turn him back heel because remember like that that character was really supposed to be a heel, but the crowd gravitated so much that they had to change it. So maybe they're just going back to what the original game plan was even back in 2017. And then you see the match happen. It's like okay, they're both heels basically. They're both basically working heel, taking turns or whatever else. And then um, the crowd doesn't really know what to make of the stuff. And the wrestling, quite frankly, with Velveteen. I heard it was rough. I heard it like, you know, Dude, him come, coming back off the back injury is like. It was, uh, al- it was almost as if like this is his first time walking up with somebody like since since he got like since he had to stop. Um, yeah, I'm a little so, less bullish on him, like going immediately for the title now. Right, like right. something's not right. But anyway. Like, the match wasn't good in the first two thirds. And then, like, the end is... Actually, like, the whole match to the very ending. Like, they set up where Roddy's going to go for that big jumping knee. He goes for the big jumping knee. Uh, Velveteen super kicks him. Then the crowd goes crazy because that was a huge, great move. He goes to the top rope. He's about to uh, hit the elbow. Undisputed runs out. He turns around. Bro. This nigga Velveteen laid out all three of them with a double axe handle smash, Rich. How is that even possible? Exactly. Like, 
Like you gotta like come off the top and then like do the double axe handle sideways. like sideways like right all the right way right across. Left. No, Correct. Bro. he hit that shit twelve or twelve to six. <laughs> he hit one, <laughs> bro. He hit one of them. All three of them fell down. It was the most preposterous, stupid, awful, awesome, stupid wrestling thing ever. It was awesome and dumb at the same time. So he gets back into the ring. He gets back to the ring. Roddy hits him with the knee strike. Uh, and g- does the you know the the flip over Dilly does when people people land on his knees and goes for the pin, he kicks. Roddy goes to get him up. Velveteen after from the time he almost gets pinned, Roddy gets him up. Velveteen grabs, snatches his leg, lifts him up. DVD win. That was the end of the match. I was like, wait, what? Huh? And then they went off air. Oh no, no, I'm sorry. Then they immediately jump Velveteen. They do their pose over the top of his dead body, and then they go off air. Just a weird show. Just a seems, weird show with no stakes. Just ugh, threw vanilla seems, out there. Seems very confusing, like with Velveteen, because he's supposed to be this hero. Instead, he's doing all this, you know, fuck your wife, put your wife's face and your child's face on my draws. And that's another thing. And he's doing all types of weird shit on Twitter where it's like, it's not quite what Joe Janela and Kip Sabian were doing because because they were like a lot more vulgar, but his is a lot more weird. Mm. It's like I'm going to be your child's stepfather, like like just like yo, like not that ain't honorable. Like I'm I'm sorry, like <laughs> like it'd be one thing if they could say it in a way that it don't feel like it's tongue in cheek in a way that it should. So you can be like, oh, he's playing like, games with him. Like, they never did nothing where, like, Marina was on TV, like, right. looking at him and Velveteen Dream noticed or something, mm-hmm. which I think it would take, like, 15 seconds to do and mm-hmm. be like, and then you could, like, focus on that and be like, Marina having eyes for the Velveteen Dream or something like that. And then Roddy being insecure about that shit or something like, and and him, like, the, the blueprint's there. Like, Shawn Michaels versus British Bulldog when they were fighting in the 90s, oh, like, like they were trying to say that and Velveteen Dream could like kind of like deny it, kind of how Shawn Michaels did to so that he had interest in um, you know, um Diana or whatever. And it could be more like Roddy was like like I know you're out here, you you want my wife and have it like some some paranoid yeah. heels. I just had the weirdest thing where, like, in my mind, I just thought that, like, that uh, Brett's sister was Elizabeth for some reason. I don't know why I just said Elizabeth. That is weird. Uh, what? Uh, yeah, it's totally Diana. I don't know what the fuck's going on with me, but yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think you could have had Roddy, like, say, I-, I saw you make a pass at my wife, like, and then, like, play Velveteen played it, like, kind of too cool for school. Like, nah, I didn't, but if I wanted her, you know, that's that's what you do with the Velveteen dream, not just have him be this, like, weirdo, and then Roddy's, like, well, you're trying to, you know, you you're trying to steal my wife, so I, I gotta just fight you now with my gang. You know, right. it, I don't know, man. It, it seems yeah. like it's that, that's another part that like made it also weird for me. Like the way it went off air, like they stomped them out real quick, and then they did their pose. You were just talking about fucking my wife. Keep stomping until they make me stop stomping. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that was weird to me, but I don't know, man. Like I. That's not the end of the feud either because he won because Velveteen won the match and they stomped him out. So like that's not the end of this. So mm-hmm. I'm, yeah. I well they gotta they gotta turn things around. Yeah. Sounds like um they're waiting for next week to get things rolling. You said to come back to something with Charlotte and Bianca, maybe? Uh 
like the, it being announced for this week and um oh yeah 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 like so what's the date oh yeah is. this falls under does this fall under like the black the black history muff thing too that Beyonce's about to go out there and, and take this L to Charlotte it sure can because not only did she lose to Rhea Ripley, she loses to Charlotte too. So all while wearing black history they, uh, stuff all over. Incredible. Um I I think this is a really tricky finish because you stand to alienate a bunch of people if you can come in there and let Charlotte bulldoze her. And if you that. beat Charlotte, look, and if you beat Charlotte, you're beating your Royal Rumble winner, which is always dumb. Yep. And also it's adding to that convoluted Charlotte nature of everything. <laughs> and people are hoping and praying for, I assume Bianca's a heel because she was fighting Rhea Ripley. I don't really it, know. She's kind of got that Velveteen dream thing going on. Like she vacillates. No. Okay. So with Velveteen, it was immediately like, she or he is a heel the crowd didn't care so they said fuck it let's adjust and then like we are where we are now with this Roddy thing coming back where like it seems like maybe they're trying to turn him back heel or whatever they're finally get him to where they want him to all the all along two years ago with Bianca it was she was a baby she was just a, a badass baby face she was a white me baby face uh that has you know that said that she was the best but that's cool whatever else like but she didn't you know, cheat or do or you know, steal, you know, police or, or state vehicles and nothing like that, or, or or you know, run you know, run vehicles around. But um, then you know the she lost to Shayna, she won another title shot. Eo had so became number one contender. She didn't want to wait her her lot her wait her her turn after she had lost, and then like she turned heel like on. Basically, Shayna in not Shayna, but Eo in in Kyrie. She had been a heel ever since. Um, and then, like, it, I want to say, probably maybe around the time that they got back on got on TV on USA, or maybe right before, like, because she had to, or she had to heel feud, or she was a heel working against Mia on TV. She had to, the three match program mm-hmm. with Mia, and she that's how Mia got to um, Toronto too. Mm-hmm. Um, she beat gatekeeper Bianca um so then from there they she didn't she wasn't fitted with anyone at the time so like they were still on the thing of like she's still chasing Shayna um and you know they put her on the team with EO and Shayna at war games and whatever so she's she never turned back babyface since that happened but it's just like they were putting her on TV when she wasn't in conflicts with people, and she was beating the brakes off people in such impressive fashion that she felt like a baby face. <laughs> so, yeah, she's been a heel like ever since, like the last year, or maybe year, and, yeah, like about a year now. She's been a heel. So people are hoping for this poorly defined character to sneak in as a third wheel for the women's title match at WrestleMania. Good luck with that. Kind of. I think. I think the thing is like she's a heel, but. Like the stuff, what she exudes is so relatable to like black people mm-hmm. that it's like you call that heel if but you she want ain't, to. But she <laughs> ain't, no heel, to she ain't yeah. no heel to us, right? So. That's I think that's really what's going on. Yeah, like you, um, I mean, you have to ask our white counterparts how they feel about Bianca, uh, or whatever. Or I'm, I'm sure a lot of them are gonna be like on the on the um Brian Alvarez, like, is this person a good guy? Is this person a bad guy? Because you know, he loves to do that, so yeah, but, yeah. I, I, I we'll see, we'll see. Um, and 
Yeah, and we actually were talking uh, with our homeboy, one of our friends, um, Sunday, about oh, yeah. the uh, pretty much like how Charlotte is like things around Charlotte right now, and <laughs> how they ended up choosing her over Sasha Banks, and it's she may be set to like poison the well in NXT, like as far as like when NXT is like choosing kind of between Rhea Ripley and Bianca right now. Um, yeah. I think if you are a fan of Bianca Belair, you sacrifice this like her like of her of hoping she sneaks in to be the third wheel in this match at WrestleMania. I think you just punt that. And like they've already made her lose a bunch already. Getting her in there to have one more loss just at WrestleMania, uh, I think you kick that down the road and hope she gets called up to the main roster. Yeah, I mean, I'd have had, honestly, I mean, we talked about this a year ago about maybe a little bit more. Like, she should have been on the main roster before fucking Lacey Evans, so whatever. Right? Um, yeah, um, I don't really know what you do. I'm, I'm, I'm tired. I'm <laughs> I'm tired with main roster fucking with NXT. Uh, like you look. Know, oh, that's another thing. They showed the promo, uh, or they put up the the graphic art for like Rhea versus Charlotte. So mm-hmm. obviously, they can change it and make whatever the fuck they want. It's fake after all. But like they're already promoting it. So yeah, I'm, NXT Women's Title Match at WrestleMania. It's like who's gonna win that? Like you know, like. Like she already pinned Charlotte once, like on TV, and you know Charlotte, Charlotte. But it's like it's such a hustling backwards kind yeah, of like transparent I, thing. I don't think NXT fans want Charlotte back in NXT, and it's like, not like it's Sasha showing back up to fight in NXT, which I think people would be into a lot more. Oh my god, do you remember uh last year when like Charlotte and uh I'm sorry, when Sasha and Bailey show back up? Do you remember? Dude, like, yeah. That was one of the biggest pops in full sale that year. Maybe the biggest. Like yo, like Char- Sasha's music hits is fucking pandemonium. You know what it was like? Do you remember when... Do you remember WrestleMania 30 when Hogan comes out and then all of a sudden, like, the glass shatters and Austin comes out? Mm-hmm. Like, for scale, obviously, because a lot more yeah. fucking people. But for Look, scale and Raw building, 1000. Look, Raw 1000. I was there. It was right. within minutes. Right. My point is, like, Austin comes out, you hear the glass shatter, and, like, you hear a pop. He's like, yo, that's a huge pop. And then all of a sudden, like, if you smell, and then it's a like bigger pop. Because, like, you're already excited and you're like, oh, my God, it's, got, it's somehow got even better. Even Gideon mm-hmm. is like, Sasha music hits, relative. Same pop for relative of, of size and, and audience. And then Bailey's music hit and it got bigger. Dude, like, pe- they show Izzy and uh, and Bailey cr- uh, hugging each other and, cr- and Izzy's crying. And, like, it was just great. So, like, yes, it is totally different when Sasha or Bailey show up at full circle. Or even Becky when she showed up the full cell compared to Charlotte. Charlotte came out and was like, Oh yeah, we remember you. Like, you were really good. But it was not like, oh my god, like this like Man. it was disrespectful to like the level of foundational NXT, you know, Hall of Famer she is. But I, I think hey. a lot of, I think a lot of this is a lot of this Becky and Ronda, she just rubbed off on her in a negative way over the last year. 
like they don't love her like that and they never have like it's it's is some WWE is going to have to just deal with like, and, and they seem to have no, no problem really facing it because they'll just airbrush it. Like it never happens, right, right. but all of us are following this shit in real time. Charlotte has major, like she has limb damage as a character right now. You remember when you used to fight in like WCW NWO revenge. And yeah. then like the elbow would be like way up by your head to like protect because you got an injured arm or something like <laughs> she, her, she has character, like limb damage right now. And I think the only thing like she has to go away, like she has to make people miss her. She has to like either or have like, this would be a good time to have Jim Ross sit her down and then do a discussion about her career. And then they can break it up into six parts and interview, but take her off TV and rebuild her. The problem is she's in that same situation that like someone like a Randy Orton was in or got himself into at times where it's like, (coughs) you're too big. You're too big for us to hide. If you're healthy. Mm -hmm. Sorry. It is what it is. Like, you're too talented and you're too healthy and you check too many of the of the uh, of the of the um, too many marks off the box um, of our checklist for just us just to hide you or not to overexpose you. We have to put you on TV because look at you, right? Give her a tag team partner. Get, have her be a mentor to somebody. Do a long program. Have have her. But even then, you got to beat Oscar again with her, and people that's ain't gonna be happy that's, about that. That's the thing. That's the thing. Like they have made her a 10 time champion in five fucking years. And that's a funny other thing when we were talking about our homeboy, uh, our homeboy Jason about this, like, yeah, bro, she debuted in 2015. She's a 10 time champion. And he's like, huh? he damn near fell out of his seat. Like, like, how does that make sense? Right. It's like, so y'all just passing this shit around like a blunt. It's like, okay. Like he didn't say that, but like, that's the expression. He had just like, okay. So, uh, but yeah, yeah it, the only good solutions or the only good solutions with her would require them to either act in a way they never have before. Where it's like, all right, you need to have secondary and tertiary women's feuds or whatever else and make this action division opposed to the title belt, the title contender, fuck off everyone for months at a time. Mm-hmm. So they have to change that fundamentally, which I don't think they're going to do, or they have to take Charlotte off TV as a healthy scratch, which is something I don't think they're going to do either. So they're that's they're stuck. That's their lot in life. They can always fix it, but they're not going to because why would you ha- look at their history? You yeah. have no faith that they would fix it. Um, so yeah, that's what my, it is. my plan would be to give her a tag team partner, have them do the traditional like Just have Charlotte them, can turn on her in like six. Have months. them win the belts. <laughs> have them win the belts. Have have her turn on Charlotte. Be like, I'm gonna do it to you before you did it to me. Like we got I, like I, I've I've fucking seen your I've seen your work. I've seen your father's I've work. Seen your Yes, I, I've seen your daddy, you know, and and you know, you get to a match where there's no belt on the line. Like they don't have to end up being the champion or whatever, and it's just like this personal thing. Look at the screen. Look at me. Did you say they're going to do a feud on pay per view with Charlotte with, without a belt? When's the last time that happened? Never, bitch. Um, yeah, yeah. Has she I, ever been on TV in a non-title match? On on, on pay per view in a non title match. In a non title match, I would really have to do some hardcore research, but nothing pops into my head that's not a Survivor oh, Series match. Uh, Trish at SummerSlam. 
Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a pretty but great I, point. I don't think there's many of those outside of that one. Look, going back to that, there's two title matches, so what do we do for Charlotte? We pull out uh, a fucking <laughs> Hall of Famer for Charlotte to fight and beat. Boy. And this time we have the the the, the third brand champion come out and cha- and and challenge the R- the Royal Rumble winner to challenge for her belt. That made no sense. And that's the best part when I tell when I was telling Jason about this. Like, yeah, bro, this will happen. We had the developmental brands champion come out and challenge the Royal Rumble winner for the belt. Uh, for to have her challenge for her belt. Does that make any sense to you? Nope. Exactly. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Whatever, man. Whatever. Good times. Yeah. Um Guess there's only one thing left to do, James. What's that? I'll say it with the dulcet tones as to not um wake up my fiance, but hit the music. <laughs> Yeah, man. So, um, really, really, really strange thing happened with a uh, stardom last weekend. Like all of a sudden, everything was canceled. Um, going all the way to, I think it's March 14th, or maybe even the March 14th <coughs> shows are also canceled. Um, the only show they're going to still continue to do is the Corgan Hall show on March 8th, um, and that will be a, a empty arena show. So it's basically halftime heat. <laughs> um. Yeah, so uh, things that got scrapped off the top of my head. Uh, first thing that comes to mind is they were going to do uh, Mayu Ibatani versus Jungle Kiona red belt match in Nagoya, which was which had a great chance to be the best match to start in this year. Um, they got to get back to that match somehow, some way. Like I was so so excited to, to you know to see them teasing that they were going to do that. Like even go, dating back to Kagetsu's um um go away match until her gauntlet match a couple last week but last weekend but I, I I need to see this match. I need we need this match. Um so that's gone for now. Um in the meantime, uh the card for the empty arena Corgan Hall show is uh Saki versus Mayu in a lumberjack match non title. Um <clears throat> stars lumberjacks Oedo Tai Lumberjacks. Um, apparently, the, apparently, like they haven't had a Lumberjack match in Stardom since two thousand fourteen. Can we get the free? Can we get the freelance Lumberjacks? Oh, Kagetsu Hazuki. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you had you had um, some uh, funny comments how Rossi made sure he ain't blow no matches. Oh that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, you know, on a it's, on a show that had no attendance. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, obviously, uh, the first thought would be, all right, well, you got to get back to this Takumi Roja versus Mayu Watani rematch for the red belt after Takumi just basically decimated your fucking champion. You got to get to that eventually. Like, I mean, there's still room to do that, but you got to get to that eventually. And now that this match, you know, this card is for no gate I feel like they just like we're putting this shit because they're, they're going to air it live and stream it live on YouTube 
just let you know yeah. they they just giving this away. Uh, like another example, right? The white belt match is Arisa Hoshiki versus Natsuko Tora. Now, if I had, now if I had told you, um, before you knew who uh, the next challenger was, like how many more people would you have named as far as like people that haven't had a match against Arisa yet, but you want to see them in a match that you think could be very entertaining and very fun and very over for uh, the crowd. How many more people would you have named before you got to Nasco? Minimum 10. I don't even know if I would have thought of her. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Let's be fair. If it wasn't like a repeat challenger, like someone that Arisa's already beaten, I've seen four or five. I think I've seen one. Did she, did she do high speed stuff before? No, no. No, she's a okay. power wrestler. She used to be. I'm um, thinking of death. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, kind of look alike. The the what I will say is about Nasco is she can be good when she's motivated. The problem is you 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 don't know when she's going to be motivated. <laughs> you can't like count on it. So. Um, oh, she can she can take this here Brazilian kick and yeah, uh, lay it down. Yeah, like I don't. There's not a chance, and like the thing is, like they're they're really trying to push Oedo Tai since the split, like um last Corken Hall show, um the tr- uh, Oedo Tai's trio won the number one contendership match, so like uh for the trio's belt, so they're gonna fight Donna Del Mondo, um eventually for the trio's um belts, um Saki's been pinning people left and right since she turned on Mayu. The so dangerous Saki Kashima. Yeah, yeah. So um, they've kept her strong t- for this match, for this potential match, eventually, and they, and she got it. Um, Nasco. So you, mean, so, so you mean they didn't make her randomly do um, like fifty fifty jobs with people? No, believe it or not, no, no. Okay, no. cool. Um, and then also, um, Nasco is was after the gauntlet match. Um, Kagetsu's gauntlet match in uh, Shinkiba. Um. She handed the Judy, you know, the uh, Nasco's, you know, I don't know, that's what, um, stick that she'd always walk to the ring with, weapon, whatever you want to call it, handed it to Nasco and says, you're the leader. I can only, I can, I can only give this to you if you want to accept it. And she took it. So she's the leader, the official leader of Oedo Tai. Now, when they, when they have, uh, the trios matches or whatever else, like they had a five person faction match, um, the second to last person that was uh, announced was Natsuko. The last person was B. Like she's the leader, but she's not the top star in the fa- faction. So they're, yeah. they, 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 Rossi ain't no damn fool. So we'll leave it yeah. at that. Um, so the top star, the top gaijin. Right. So I'm glad we got that straightened out. So, um, <laughs> so you know that match. I think it'll be okay. I hope it's better than their semifinal match in the Cinderella last year because the Cinderella tournament match was, I thought, just there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, let's see. What else do we have on that card? Um, oh, we're getting a payoff here. So, the the, the anniversary show, Momo loses the Red Belt match to Mayu. B comes to the ring. Gives Momo a Kamagoye, turn, leaves uh, Queen's Quest for Oedo Tai. Um, so at the last weekend shows, it was the tag champs, B and Jamie versus Momo and Utami. Mm-hmm. Momo um, 
picked up a P, put it, dropped it right on her neck with her uh, finish, the Peach Sunrise, and pinned her and said, we want your fucking title. So that's the match that's going to be on Cork and Hall show uh, too. So um, I think it's also a trios match. Um, I can't remember what it is, but obviously they're not going to leave like Hannah or Julia off the card. That's never going to happen. So, uh, oh, and there's also a, a Royal Rumble battle Royal. Hmm. Um, it's, it, it's not called that, but it's basically a Royal Rumble type like, style battle for, Royal. For, for all, all you said before about them, like kind of throwing like a vanilla card out there. It sounds kind of interesting. Like some of the tag matches carry a lot of uh, intrigue. I think right. the title match would be good. Like Mayu doesn't ever disappoint. So, um, Still seems like like a decent show that's going up. It is go- yes, it's a decent show. I just think that like the level of Cork and Card they've been at since the anniversary show has been so like there's been like three singles matches or something, right? Right, and like they're all varying degrees of great. And then like there's also there's like instead of being like all right, we can get three four star ma- like you know they were having like three four star level matches or whatever else. Now it's like. They could still get there. I wouldn't bet on it, though. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we'll see. Um, and it's like... I, I, the main... Like, my... I, I, I'm probably... My, disapp- my disappointment is probably in the fact it's like, oh, it's Saki versus my versus Mayu. Like, that match can only be so good when, like, Mayu's been on this run of killer Corican Hall sh- matches, like, dating back to September. So, mm-hmm. like, I was like, I want the street to continue. Like, you look at the street at the pace that, like, Mayu was on, like, maybe, like, a week or two, maybe, like, a week or two ago. She's one of the five, like, she's one of the five best wrestlers in the, in, like, in the world this year so far. So, it was like, I wanted her to continue this pace, see how far this shit can go. And then now, you know, I lose it. I lose this jungle match, right? And I'm like, oh, we fall off the pace. <laughs> we fall off the pace. But, you know, it's, it, look, the storyline's there, so we'll see. Maybe she'll be able to win uh, and beat, you know, uh, B Priestley out for a Stardom Wrestler of the Year oh this year. God. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she can find it in her, the inner resolve that it'll take to reach the voters. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, man. Um, oh, another thing to mention. Um, it's not, it's semi Stardom related uh, because. Um, the, the, the last Corgan Hall show was, was actually a, um, uh, you know, a photo finish, you know, make good of them losing that, um, Sari match. So, um, Sari is now signed to WWE. Um, we don't know what capacity yet. We don't know if she's going to, we're going to see her in the shirt that says she's property of WWE, uh, and she's going to be in Orlando or if. Um, she's going to still, you know, be, you know, like the first signed act for NXT Japan or whatever the hell they're doing, but she signed a WWE. We know that much so far. Um, I, a lot of people that I follow are really sad about this news <laughs> and like congratulated her on her retirement. Um, her retirement. Yeah. And also like. Just like great, like a young person just lost, kind of like how like the reaction was like when you found out the A kid was signed with NXT UK. It's like, oh no, like this young prospect that we were supposed to have, you know, kind of like just be around the world. They're just getting sucked up in that vortex of like the fifth brand, like of WWE. 
Like, well, I mean, everyone has their own aspirations and goals. Um, I've never watched Suri, but I heard she's very highly regarded, especially by like Zach. Um, I'll, put or like I'll put you like this. If you saw her wrestle, I think that you would think as highly of her as you think of Momo. I'll put you like that. Mm. She's that lo- she's that level of wrestler. Um, she's probably she's probably a better athlete, but that's debatable. But like, she's definitely her matches are more violent um, than Momo's matches are. Mm-hmm. So, so there's that. Always brings she in definitely a, is a part style. of that beat him up uh, Joshi scene. Yeah, you know, that roughneck, <laughs> the, the, the roughneck version of the Joshi scene. <laughs> And this is like the world's worst kept secret because she's been linked to WWE for like Months. ever now. Yeah, we, so. were, we were talking about that. Remember during the Bushi Rose, uh, you know, uh, or buying stardom stuff. Like we were talking about like Ceres on the table. You know, it's WWE is like, you know, they've been talking about that for a while now. Like it's been months, months. Yeah. So um, if you get her and versus Mako Satomura and you know, that's your NXT Japan core, your rivalry right there. I've seen that match before. They had a match in April last year that I thought was four and a half, four seven five. Um uh-huh. I I think you'd love that match. But yeah, uh they just beat the shit out of each other and dropped each other on their necks and heads. WWE's going to Japan, y'all. And I can't say I'm rooting for them to win, but I don't think it'll be nearly as easy for them uh as it was in Britain or the UK uh, to kind of knock, knock that shit over. People are going to go like they are going to, I don't think they're going to have a problem getting, you know, folks like that are from different smaller promotions to either jump ship or mysteriously retire or, you know, they're going to have people in place that are there to recruit people uh, like, mm-hmm. like youngsters. Like, I mean, if you had Mako training, you have, um, they have Kendo Cashin, who's not really a great wrestler or anything, but they're if you're telling me they're not going to try to throw a bag at Liger over WrestleMania weekend, I'm going to say open your eyes. Um, they're probably going to reach out to Anoki, which they already have, um, for advice on getting this thing going, and also Hiroshi Hase, uh, Melzer said. I think, um, you know, people just kind of got to, like, be ready for this. Don't let this catch you off guard when this performance center pops up over there and whatever's about to go on because it's going to happen, but it's going to be ultimately the Japanese fans that dictate this stuff because WWE is not going to be able to dress this shit up to where, you know, if they're not drawing in Japan, right, and all those promotions already run places like Cork and Hall, they, you know, they're regularly booked. So WWE is going to have to go in there and play by the rules. They're not going to be able to just do what they want. Like, like so. they're not going to be able to be like, yeah, you know, if you don't, they're not going to be able to do the 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 Survivor Series uh, Starcade thing to to Cork and Hall. It'd be like, okay, you don't want to work with us. Okay, fine, we'll just have you you know, we'll just have uh, New Japan book four, four four more five more days instead of four. Like it's fine. Mm-hmm. They don't care. Yeah, like they book, like, look, look. <laughs> Corrigan Hall is like booked by the hour, not by the day. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, I'm not joking. Like there was a what was it? Um, one recently, like one of the, one of the recent Corrigan Hall for Stardom was like Stardom was ran in the morning, and then New Japan ran a Corrigan Hall during the day. Like 
they're booked by the hour out there. Yeah. They do not give a fuck. Yeah, and WWE's gotten into like, you know, they they normally tour, they go to like Ria Goku and they're there, they go to Sumo Hall, but if you're talking about Sumo Hall and Rigoku, those buildings are fucking huge compared to Cork and Hall. So it's it's not gonna be this easy setup and just walk moonwalk in there and, and people be marks for you like they were in the UK. So I mean they they can try it. We'll see what happens with it, but I know a lot of people are not happy about this, yeah, and it's yeah. just like, and, you know, when WWE comes in, it's like, you know it comes with that. Right, and I think one thing that, like, they may not fully appreciate yet is if, depending on who they pluck and how many people they pluck from situations, um, they might not, like, they think, like, they might just be able to pluck a bunch of people in like, oh, look at all these top stars we have. Of course, he'll just flock to us because because it's us. There will be a lot of people that are just like... The What's player. your identity? like? Not even that, but there's also the like, fuck y'all. Like, not, not even necessarily fuck WWE, but like, fuck all you wrestlers that left your situations or whatever else and left these companies in a lurch and now these, these, these certain companies are wounded or whatever else. Like, perfect example. Um... B gets more streamers than Julia does. Mm-hmm. People are still furious at her about what happened with uh, her leaving out of Ice Ribbon and leaving, um, uh, uh, what's her name, uh, Tequila Sire or Sire Tequila in a lurch to where like she was going to retire. Julia was going to be uh, tagging with her in her retirement match, and then she had to delay her retirement because she just left them like, gave them one day notice that she was leaving, and then I say, no, she just signs with stardom. Like, mm-hmm. people are mad at her about that. Like, they're pushing her very well, and they're surrounding her with, like, Shuri and Micah, and they're and because of Shuri and Micah and Julia is actually good herself, like, they're having really good, like, tag matches and, and also, like, trios matches, but, like, make no That's mistake. That's You she, can't protect everybody. Exactly. Like, and make no mistake, they're not... They're not like they have not gravitated to her yet, like the natives have, like as far as like getting behind her, rooting for her, or or like wanting to boo her either. They're just they people. A lot of people just sitting on their hands uh, with mm. her. So it was like, and like it's weird when you see her like you know do her pose when they call her name, whatever else, and then like you see her face she makes is like almost like shock and a bit of hurt when like she sees not near not dan- one streamer uh, fell from the sky for her. Mm. Like it's so it's. Imagine that with like twenty people, <laughs> you know, like in, in front of you know like us five hundred people at a court and hold or some shit like that. It's rough, bro. So um, I I don't you know I don't know if they're prepared for that, but I think that the potential for that is there though. Mm-hmm. Of like just people just like we're not supporting this, right? Did you know like? This you know go freelance and then show somewhere show up somewhere else like that's the only something that's like been become a thing that people became cool with in like the last decade or so. Mm-hmm. So imagine when people just like all of a sudden just like leaving to work for the white man. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, people won't be happy about that. Yeah. Boy. Yeah, I think that's all I got. Unless you got any uh, anything else on that? Nah, that's that's really it. Um, I mean, uh, because oh, but because back to the the fact that like they're they're taking the break, uh, uh, you know, due to concerns about um, exposing the talent to 
the coronavirus. Um, I think, and I know I already know there's going to be jokes going and going and going because I say this, like, because there is going to be no stardom for at least, a, you know, roughly a month or so or a bunch of shows anyway. What will you do, James? I am going to watch the pay-per-view level shows for Sendai Girls. I already watched Seedlands, um one this year. And maybe, maybe Tokyo, uh, Tokyo Joshi Pro. Maybe. Um, but that's that's only like picking up. That's based off this year. That's like watching five shows. You ain't going to watch Raw? You ain't going to watch SmackDown? Does Raw or SmackDown have multiple four-star level matches? No. Probably not. Then, like I, I, you know, probably not. Um, but you know, we'll. Um, I, I, I'm going to check out. Uh, I missed it. Cause I didn't have time to. But like, I, I was planning to watch the uh, the tag match. You know, instrument hardcore match between um, Strowman and Elias versus Cesaro and Nakamura. I just didn't get around to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was planning on watching. It. I actually talked to you about that yesterday. About it. I was going to plan to watch it. Just time got away from me. Right, right. Looked fun though. Yeah. I think that's all. I think that's it though. Yeah. Sounds good, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. This so. is a. Yeah, a good way to wrap it up. <laughs> yeah, the, that's the end of the show. Be sure to rate us on the app that you're using. Listen to this. Uh, tell the folks about the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Be sure to check out our friends at PowerSlam.tv, the sponsor for this show. If you're a fan of Innovative Pro Wrestling, they have over 5,000 hours of footage from all over the world. You can use the code Social Suplex to get your free must trial. Don't forget to visit ProWrestlingTees.com slash Social Suplex to pick up some official Social Suplex Podcast merchandise. Be sure to check out the other shows on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Um, on Sundays, we usually have the show One Nation Radio. On Tuesdays, we have Keeping the Strong Style. On Wednesdays, we have the Ricky and Clyde Wrestling Podcast. On every other Wednesday, we have Roman Washington Shit. On Fridays, we have Getting the Ring. And on Saturdays, we have All Things Elite. Thanks for listening. Later. Peace. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.